Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today with episode 219 of the Ham Radio Podcast. And it is me, Carrick, with ACG. Carrick, how are you doing, my friend? Absolutely excellent. Tired. But yes. Good. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, I... Here's what's funny is you've been in this, in this mode. Yeah, you've been in that mode for a good couple of weeks. I'm just getting into that mode with Greedfall and Borderlands 3, that kind of that grind. You're always in the thick of things. Uh, it's really hard to come up for some air. So uh, credit and kudos to you. I, I, you. I appreciate you and your hard work. Um, as always, ladies and gentlemen, we do these shows every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube. If you'd like to support the show, you can flick us a buck over on Patreon. There will be a link to that in the description down below. Carrick's Patreon's down there as well. Uh, he can feel free to, to promote anything he's doing there. Just know, uh, if you do support mine, uh, just for $1, you get early access to the, uh, the podcast on a Friday. As soon as we're done recording... Uh, Carrick can attest to my quality of quick uploads. I will have that up within yeah. about 20 minutes of the show uh, being complete. So you guys get this literally, uh, I'd say, the moment it's done. Um, yeah, so if you're, if you're interested in that and interacting in the Discord, best community on the planet, by all means, get involved. Carrick, anything happening on your Patreon? No, I've got, I ended up getting three of the, you know, the, where you help them, the sort of mentor mm -hmm, programs. Mm -hmm. So those are always fun to do because I haven't done a one in a while. It's been like two months. So I've got three of those, which is I, sort of fun to look at other people's stuff. And oh, I love doing it. Yeah. When help, I can do it that. gets you out of your own head on your own shit. And well, it's yeah. like, reminds you of mistakes you made or whatever. When you it's started. also amazing when someone comes to you and they're very upset about how something's going. And you're like, fuck, I remember when I was doing like yeah. that yeah. and I was understanding that and, and how many times yep. that question they had uh, continuously repeated in my head for, for like months until you just finally got it. Uh, yep. It's awesome to help people out of those spots. Yeah, I've, I've done that as well. I actually have one brand new one that I'm scheduling as well. Um as for your channel, is there anything brand new that you're doing there? Any projects, or is it just more? No, reviews? just the yeah, just the Greedfall um, review, and then working on Surge Two for the 24th, and then probably going to cover some side games on you know, and I'm going to do a bunch more streaming in the next two weeks, just because I haven't talked to those guys. They're in the group very often, so we're going to mm -hmm. do some more streaming. But it probably will be like typical stuff, Borderlands, and then I'll stream some Sims Four where I kill everybody. Yeah, I'm excited I've, for that. Yeah, yeah, man. Streaming's been the the move. It's been a lot of fun lately because of mm -hmm. all these new games coming out, and I guess it helps that they're they're very relevant to what I do, at least specifically on my channel. Um, but yeah, man, I, it's been fun to expand in that regard because often it's like, what can I do with a video? But yesterday I was like, I'm not doing a video. I'm just going to stream Borderlands Three, and it went really well. Right. Uh, the hilarious moment where someone donate or like uh, like gave five subs, and at the same time <laughs> you had donated oh, five subs. <laughs> Yeah, that was not planned either. Yeah. I hit I when I was in the gift thing, I hit gift and I looked and saw him and I'm like, "Oh, wow, that's fast." And then I yeah. realized that wasn't me. And I was like, <laughs> grr, grr. <laughs> "That was the funniest shit." Subtrain. Uh, yeah, I know, for real. I appreciate you doing that. That was kind of unexpected. <laughs> yeah, no, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, but anyway, with all of that, we're going to start off with uh not news. Normally we get into the biggest news of the week, but you know, two games that we've been really stoked about came out, so let's talk about it, and we're going to give some impressions on another one that uh, you've been playing. Uh, so, Greedfall, Borderlands 3, and The Surge 2, where would we like to start? I personally have 20 hours in Greedfall, 10 in Borderlands 3, and I have not played The Surge 2. Where do you stand on, on Let, these titles? Let's do... I, I beat Greedfall, go, went back yesterday, played a little bit more to um, uncover some stuff, and then mm -hmm. I only have, like... 
five or six in Borderlands. So if you want to start with Greedfall first, since that's like the the sort of the not new title, and then jump into the newer one after. All right. Yeah. So uh, you gave it a buy. I saw. I watched your review. Yeah, you sure. really liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, there was there's definitely some issues, but mm-hmm. uh, dude, the sense of mystery and like uh, narrative. Um, not a huge fan of the character, the, the your party members. They're not like super engaging. But okay. the actual, the way to do things in quests is unbelievable. There are so many different, and I love that you can't mass affect it. You cannot cheat and like, and, like if they have three chances to get by somebody, usually you can only take one of them. It's right. like charisma or threaten or whatever. And it's if you take one, they're just like, nope. And mm-hmm. then from that point on, you're like, shit. Yeah. He's not, and, and I love that about it. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I personally have found the the because I remember you mentioning that, and so I was a little wary going in because I think when I watched your review, um, I was actually just a couple of hours into the game, and um, it's funny because I really like Kurt's companion quest so far. I guess it doesn't give him depth as a character, but it's more so what's happening surrounding him uh, and how it actually ties into the main story. We'll say. Uh, really, really awesome moment, and you can see the impact on why you should invest your time, or maybe if you didn't invest your time in them, you could face a pretty severe consequence there. Yep. Uh, which I loved. I, I, I this is the first game in a while where uh, when when I see like that negative on the reputation on the right, uh, I get a little shot to the stomach. I'm like, oh, oh no, no, I didn't. Wa- oh no, like because <laughs> you right. can, the game kind of responds in a very uh, real and believable way. Uh, where you could sort of feel like a character's disappointment or something. Um, I like Siora a lot. Vasco is interesting, but I think, once again, it's very much because of uh, what I thought of Kurt, where it's, it's the surrounding quest yep. and, uh, yep. and his backstory. Um, I, th- I thought that stuff was really fascinating, uh, especially when it came to the Noth storyline. Um, but the main story seems to sort of be the vehicle with Greedfall, I've really noted as I played it. I originally, when I was going into it, um, I had to adjust how I played the title. I want to know if you had the same thing, because when I went in there, I was like trying to go off the beaten path a lot, explore, and I realized I was stumbling into areas where they were reserved for quests later, or, or I wasn't supposed to be here at a certain time. It was for something else. And at first, I was a little flustered. I'm like, why are they like, why can't this trigger at this point in time? And I guess you could say that's a legitimate criticism of the game. But at the same yeah. time, if you just follow the main story a little bit, the quests sort of come to you. Mm-hmm. Um, it it kind of reminded me of what we've said about uh, Ubisoft titles in the past, where depending on how you play the game, your your opinion may be different. Like we say in Far Cry 5, if you start off in Very much Jack's so, yeah. region, it's a little different. If you start off in John, or I forgot Faith. their names. Yeah, Faith. Faith there we is go. the girl. Yeah, huge difference. Um, and in and, and, and Greedfall, I noticed I my enjoyment like thoroughly went through to the roof when I let the main story take me over. Um, I kept on that path, and then the quest started coming to me, and then I went off, and then I went back to the main story, and I got into this rhythm of just constantly having tons of stuff happen, and uh, you, you got the, the the real feel of choice and consequence there. Uh, but at first, it was a little bit of, a, I'd say, like a staggered start. I wanted to know if you shared that adjustment that I had to make. Well, I will say, first, I want to add about the characters. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why I think they're so it is so cool that it tells a story is every other game you played, like a Mass Effect or whatever, 
it's always Garrus's story, but it feels like it's just a side story that doesn't really impact the world. Mm. It's just it, we, they were great, by the way, but they were still these segmented off sections, which does not occur in Greedfall. Instead, the character is not maybe as engaging, but what they're doing and what the issue is plays back into the main story or the world building. Mm-hmm. So I do feel that that writing that's legit. They've chosen that route, and I think for some people they may not like it, but for me. It works I, that really was the well. best. It works, man. And like you said, the not storyline. No one's a good guy in that game. Mm-hmm. Natives, you know, I know people are like, oh, it's going to be about colonization and all the people who are colonizing are bad. And I'm like, dude, play the game because yeah, even the everybody's, suck. <laughs> everybody's a shitbird. They're just all in the same nest. Like, that's really <laughs> what's happening in that game. Um, so, yeah, the starting, I would say there's a bump, especially because the cities. I wanted them to have more people. That's a performance issue, I bet, where they were like, we can't have as many NPCs in this yeah, world. Yeah, some, some areas um, feel very, like, I guess, lean. Would be, yeah, and yeah. When, when you walk into a bar, everyone's just standing still, just, like, looking at you. <laughs> I, yep, or sometimes you'll go into, like, a building or a room, and there'll be people at a table, but they won't really be doing anything at the table. Just, so those, those are budget things, I think, you know, you sort of have to understand. Yeah, you can that, see like, the, the cuts. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I would say I bumped as well at the starting, trying to... Fi- I did follow, so I didn't have the issue you had. I did just follow the main storyline because it was interesting. Mm-hmm. And I love the the weird words they use. I'm a freak for that. So I was like writing down a weird word, like a term that the natives used for this. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, what, yeah. what's this word mean? So I was I was writing those down and that, that it's invigorated actually, me. It's actually amazing how context clues sort of teach you their language a little bit. That's even something yep. that like KOTOR didn't do with the alien language it just sounded like exactly. gibberish and yeah uh, it and was it was cool that i was sort of learning like what when they say uh i think it's regnagse or something like that yeah, like they yes. means they're talking about people or like foreigners coming into their lands and uh, and there's a negative connotation to that yeah. versus other things you're called later on as you help them out so yeah i would say i bumped like you did but not as not as bad i would just say it was more that starting spot mm-hmm. because it's drier than the when you get to the island you're like whoa fuck i mean everything looks beautiful that first starting area is a little it's not super pretty it reminds me of fallout 3 i, I did not yeah, like the starting of fallout 3 and mm-hmm. this i would say i wasn't in love with greedfall until i went to the island interesting because i I, like, I liked serene because it kind of taught me about the universe i was like okay mm-hmm. it's not plopping me on the island and saying disease bad go cure it's like you get yep. to live through a couple of hours of of this cluttered disease streets and and understand some, like you get introduced to the bridge alliance get introduced to Teleme, and yeah i get a feel for some of their representatives uh it, it's a i thought it was a really good stage setter i really really liked it and what's interesting to me is is when you're starting off in that game in serene rather um there's a lot of conversation options. There's a lot of ways to handle quests, and probably because it's it's very focused. You know, it, it, it's that one condensed area, so they can account for more. But I noticed when I dropped into Tier for D, that's where I staggered a little bit, and then I noted a lot of conversations. Sort of, I, I used the term, took me on a ride. I would yep. I would sort of sit there, and and it would just be back and forth dialogue. I wouldn't be pressing dialogue choices at all. Um, and I started to realize that. What they sort of did with Greedfall is, uh, and this is going to sound strange at first, but they wanted to tell a story clearly and get to that point, and then the outcome at certain moments is determined by you, um, yep. which sounds like any other role-playing game, but I guess it's the way it's handled. We're usually, any time in, in, we'll say, uh, most role-playing games, when you're spoken to, your response, you choose. But sometimes 
they will, I guess, decide for you, for lack of a better term. Right. Like, instead of someone going, who it's are you? It's more directed. Yeah, yeah. Instead yeah. of, yeah, someone will come to you, who are you? And, and and you always will go, like, I'm D. Sarday, legate of the merchant's congregation. You you can't choose, for example, silence or, or tell them right. off. Um, it's always just introduce yourself. Like, you're always going to introduce yourself and, and kind of start off on a good foot. But that doesn't mean you can't be evil. There are some pretty messed up oh, things no, you, you can, can do. Yeah. I was evil. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I love that you can have them do stuff. Uh, you probably haven't seen it a bunch, but it definitely occurs because there's a ton of NPCs in your party. Or not a ton, but more than I think a lot of people are expecting, especially for a budget title. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, I think there's one or two more than most Mass Effects. But one of the things I liked is, especially as you get farther on, if you take the right people to conversations, you don't have to say anything. You can say, let Kurt talk. Um, which yeah. is awesome because whole new things pop up and you're looking at Kurt and he's talking or Vasco or whatever his name is. You're looking at all these characters and they're talking to these people and you're all, oh, this wouldn't have happened at all if I had chosen to bring any of the other characters. And mm-hmm. I, I thought that was very cool. It, it helped sort of flesh it out and make, there was a reason for them to be there versus I'm the pirate and I'm going to do pirate stuff. Instead, he was like, I'm going to talk at times. And they had a front and center sort of approach for some of the NPCs. Yeah, and it made me, when I started seeing that, I think I had Ciora and I was handling negotiations with uh, Teleme, and they were always referring to the natives as savages. And then uh, because I had Ciora with me, and she had warned me before I went in there, um, like, hey, I may not be able to keep my cool. Maybe you should leave me. And I was like, no, no, you're coming with me because I like her. I, I, she's one of my favorite characters. And I was like, I want I want to make sure she can see I'm going to support her in that room. You know, I'm not going to just leave her behind, which was a different path of thought for me usually in games. Normally, I ignore that type of shit. And I'm like, nah, whatever. But like, I actually had like some, I guess, legitimate emotions behind that decision. And uh, when when she was in there, she she started to lose her cool a little bit. Um, not as drastic as she kind of sold it outside the door. Uh, but she, she, you could see the frustration was building up, and I had a choice to either back her up, kind of tell her to simmer down a right. little bit, or yeah. just speak over her. Uh, and I was like, no, I'm sticking up for her because I personally, out of all the factions, uh, and I would say it's like it's a bad faction in the terms of writing or creation, but I have legitimate, compelling reasons to not like Teleme. I was like, I don't like how they approach their philosophy, their faith. I think they're mm-hmm. a little uh, like hanging over your head too much. Um, they're a little too commanding and forceful, and I was like, no, I'm sticking up for the natives here. Like, you know, I'm I'm on Sierra's side because she's like a representative of them, and uh, that was just such a, a cool interaction because if I didn't have her there, the conversation goes completely different, and I my reputation between Teleme and in the natives is not influenced at all. So what yeah. I started doing when I noted that was I, I'd start swapping out characters based off the quest I'm going on. Like, if it did involve Teleme, I'm like, all right, we're gonna take Petrus with me because he's a he's a representative of them. And um, even though he's kind of pushing his own agenda on the low, um, it's it's very interesting to have him along in, in those types of quests. And of course, you know, Kurt with the coin guard or mercenary stuff. Um, it, it's really awesome, though, how much attention to detail there really is there. And there's also no exposition uh, ju- dumps, which I think is probably what I like the most about him. So most games you'll be like, here's Rex, and then Rex will tell you everything about himself. And you're all, people don't really... That's not really what they do mm-hmm. in in real life. And this game is far more about an experience that everybody's sharing, and you learn more about them via the experience versus a, a narrative. In fact, if you try to talk to them, usually they say barely anything. 
Mm-hmm. That like you try to talk to somebody in your party, and it's like the elevator rides in Mass Effect One. You're all, come on, dude, say something. And he's like, nah. I like frogs. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> great. And then there's no other choice. You're like, I'll talk to you later. I I, I will say him introducing himself as the uh, what does he call himself? The legate. Dude, after about the 80th time, I was like, we get it. I do wish he would have said something occasionally different. Obviously, the game is about officials doing things. So it makes sense. It's playing politics. Um, It's playing politics, which I loved. But it was funny because every time he'd come in, I'd be like, here we go. He's like Mm -hmm. Iron Fist in the TV show. And they do that same animation where they put their hands on the hips. Yeah, Yeah, or, or when he's disagreeing. Yeah. crossing the he's like i will do what i want to do or hands on the hips when they introduce it. yeah um but dude uh, my favorite probably is the old guy um he's got because, a great voice really good oh, voice. dude his voice actors fucking na- it's just experience when he talks yeah you're like i want to hear this guy tell me the history of the united states <laughs> for like eight <laughs> hours and um they every single character has these awesome plot line said i know for a fact i think you hinted that you got to at least one i Hurts. think yeah and you kind of dabble in seoras early on okay yeah the, every single one of them has a not world ending moment but huge moments which i'm gonna be honest i don't think any other game and i mean this any other game other than maybe witcher where i've been like that's a big npc moment like yeah a, it's yeah a huge i mean thing. That was, I'll just say that, you know, and we're not going to spoil anything, so don't worry, listeners, but, like, that current moment was one of the first times in a really long while, probably outside of Divinity Original Sin 2 in recent memory, where something happened, and I had that, like, oh, shit. Like, if I didn't do... I think do, we're talking about the yeah, same thing, then. Yeah, okay, like, if I didn't do that that thing there, we'll say, I'll type it in chat, but if I didn't do that thing there... Uh, yeah, because I, I want to make sure that I don't even go a certain way with the conversation Here, I'll, I'll, so. I'll put that in let me know if that's too vague yeah yep okay yep we're on the same page yeah and Th- and that was by the way it's even no no no, no you're thinking about something else that's not even what i'm talking about <laughs> holy shit dude it just dawned on me you're not no no oh, shit See, that's the thing is they oh, have shit. they have these awesome story moments that's funny because I didn't even remember that one. Wow. I thought that Until was like I, the, the peak. I was like, oh, it's over after this. No. <laughs> Dude, wow. be prepared. There's some crazy shit that goes on wow. in that game for all of them. So that's cool. That's exciting. That, that is awesome. That's not even. And that's cool that you picked up on that one because that's a big moment. Mm-hmm. There's your awesome stuff going on. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, that cool. is that is wild. What did you think of combat? Because it's funny you mentioned like he's always going on the legate and putting his hands on the uh, <laughs> on the hips, and I noted that a lot of times when combat starts, uh, there is that like you know Vasco will always yell he's got a little poison on his blade, then let's go, and Kurt's like oh things are gonna get dicey, you know they they say the same line every single time, uh, and and I'm a little more immune to this because I played a lot yeah. of JRPGs, so. I'm I'm used to kind of these characters yelling out the same thing like 40 times in a battle. Uh, but I definitely noted uh, in my chat when I streamed it for four hours and uh, and in the comments, you know, people were like, wow, they, they say the same lines a lot. Uh, I'd say this is a budget thing, but, you know, maybe I don't know the fundings properly where I'd imagine like four more combat lines for each. You know, let's say that five <laughs> right. companions, it's 20 more lines. Yeah, if you did 20 more lines, you know, that's a, that's a good difference maker there because... 
Um, they all say the same line first, and the only one who didn't matter was Siora. I'm going to wrap around to that JRPG example one more time, because in JRPGs, you're a little more numb to it, because half the time they're yelling something in Japanese, so you don't really, I guess, understand if you haven't spoken the right. language, or, or, you know, you just kind of get the tone of what they're yelling, so there's this sense of, like, oh, this is epic, or, or this is serious, there's a level of intensity. So when Siora yells something in, like, the native language, um, she does say yeah, the same thing every time, but it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't hit the same. Uh, I want to know, did you share that same issue or did it matter? Because I was like kind of numb to it. I didn't really care. Uh, yeah, so I came off of doing Dragon's Dogma for the Switch, which you'll hear them say, they're afraid of fire eight Harpies. billion times. <laughs> um, Gears of War 5 is tremendously repetitive in combat, where they'll tell you, you need to reload every four fucking seconds. And uh, there's Borderlands that, but also, also does this, by the way. Objective repeats. They're like, grab the coffee yeah. core or something like that. Oh, my God. But I switched characters all the time. So I mm-hmm. do feel that I, I noticed it less after. And if you play it for a long period of time, what bothered you at the starting will go away. You know, it'll be, you'll have other memories. And I think for me, once I got a bunch of characters, I just started switching them in. Right. So, and I was, I purposely was picking uh, two people that, so if I did Kurt and, um, what, what's his name? I keep calling him Patronus, the fucking Petrus. old guy. Petrus. Yeah. Well, that's close. Yeah, I mean, Patronus yeah, you're is on. Harry Potter, <laughs> but that was close. You're on the same path. So, he does use magic, so. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So I would choose them two, right? And then the very next, I would go Vosgo and one of, and some other character. I don't want to spoil it because it doesn't sound like you've got some of these. So mm-hmm. I would pick, and then I would, I would just, and then I would switch. I would keep one and then go with another guy and then keep him and then switch out the other one. So I was getting repeats, but not all the time. And then additionally, some battles I would skirt around. Um, mm-hmm. Some battles I talked my way out of. Um, it, it, so I didn't really have any... I didn't have any... When I got done, I didn't have any lasting memory. I'll just say that. I know it happened, but I didn't have a lasting, like, damn, this was happening all the time. Um, I get it, and I think they're right. And I certainly side with you that four more voice examples as long as they weren't cribbed and connected to scripting of like if you're maybe they were you know if they're out of potions maybe it requires more programming to get another voice in there i don't know yeah but when it comes to the starting of the battles they certainly could have recorded four and said you know choose random one to four pick play one of these um but overall it did happen it's just the way i played luckily i did not run into that as much that Mm -hmm. it really stuck with me but um, right but you were talking about combat. Did you like it? Yeah, I really like combat. Uh, the only only issue I've ever had with the combat in this game so far has been the, uh, we'll call them arenas that you fight in. Sometimes, uh, it, like, they'll put enemies in a room where it's just not suited for combat. Um, that's yeah. happened a number of times where I'll be going down a stair set in a tight building and they'll have, like, four enemies waiting for me. And it's, like, natural in the sense of, like, yeah, enemies should be waiting for me here, but... Uh, I guess maybe it's also because I'm a mage, so I need a little space, and I do switch right. to my melee, but still, it's a little cluttered. That's the only gripe I've had with the combat. Otherwise, I it's easily their best combat system to date. There's not that really, they've ever done. Yeah, yeah. there's not like yeah. a, a sense of sponginess to the enemies. Um, I, I I learned just uh, last night when I was playing that you can because I like I said I'm doing a, a battle mage, so I'm switching between a one handed mace and the uh, the rings. And um, I found out that as a mage, you can you can keep pressing triangle and sort of keep destabilizing them until they get knocked mm-hmm. on the ground. I thought you could only time it out like once. I didn't realize you could chain it together. 
Um, so the yeah, the mage, the battle mage rather that I've been doing has been has been a lot of fun. Um, I like how you can uh, press circle at the right time to stun them um, if you block their attack. Uh, dodging has been done really well. I was surprised. I only got cheesed once, and it was by a boss who had, like, a really wide swing. Um, but once again, that was something that I wasn't too caught off guard by. It's not like it's a Souls game where, like, every frame counts. I was like, okay, I got cheesed once. Uh, but overall, yeah, the, the combat's been fair. It's been fun. Um, and I like the loop. I like the loop of knocking down armor and, and then completely weakening them and then doing insane damage afterwards. There's just something satisfying about it. And I guess because of... It's medieval nature where you'll see like padded armor, but you'll see like a shoulder, uh, like a mm -hmm. pauldron. Like you know, it makes yeah. sense that you know you break that off. Now they're completely weak. I, I just like the the imagination behind that. I think it fits the universe very well. So I've I've enjoyed the combat a lot. Um, I was a fighter, so I guess we were exact opposites. And okay. the only the only complaint I had is combos. Um, with most of the weapons, I felt. They didn't really explain to you that on a mouse and keyboard, you can do your mouse to do your light, and then you have a heavy, but you can also, I think it's the controller shift button. Mm -hmm. You can do that kick, but if you do it in time, you actually might swing the weapon a different way, and you have different combos that they didn't, they didn't really, like, say, you can mix and match these. So I was trying to mix and match things that I thought made sense versus this other thing, and once I learned that, shit sort of opened up for me. Um... So I would say the combat system took a little while just to understand how they wanted combos done. And also the fact that a lot of the combos, to hit that next combo, you really have to wait till the very end of a swing. There's almost no, there's almost no padding at the timing on that. And you have to wait till like a mace is all the way at the very end to do the next mace to like have him uppercut somebody with it or whatever. It wasn't really a complaint as much as, oh, okay, I get it. It's a little cumbersome. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean combat i like the armor system i think that was a blast I, I i like to go between the maces and the swords to do different damages and mm -hmm. customization on your armor makes sense because you're adding either armor or health points you yeah. know on your on your so armor. many assets and i thought too. that was cool yeah and like the ability to add lock picking tools onto your armor made it look cool plus if you didn't have lock picking you could upgrade your armor and put some lock picking. Yeah, tools I mean, on I had give, gloves give that already gave me lock picking, so I put lock picking on my chest, and I had two, and I was like, "All right, yeah. I'm gonna reroute these points here." And exactly, it, yeah, exactly. It, it's been a lot of fun uh, building your character that way because it reminded me of once again Divinity: Original Sin two, which you guys know. I'm not saying that Greedfall is there, at least not yet, but uh, you know, I, I, you guys know, I think Divinity: Original Sin two is like the best RPG of this generation. It's, it's just fantastic. So the fact that I'm getting reminded of that is pretty crazy, but. You know, I, I did that in Divinity. I kept these gauntlets from Fort Joy that always had telekinesis because you were allowed to, you know, grab items that maybe you couldn't. And that was a level four item, but I'd always keep it on me uh, just because it, it gave me that one little ability that uh, I would have had to spend precious points when I level up into right. that I'd rather keep furthering the build I'm working on. So getting creative with your items that you can equip and having skills attached to them, awesome. I love that. I love that a ton. Yeah, I have black the customization on the armor was just, it was way more in-depth. than It's not even in-depth, really, but the idea to add skills to some of them. Like, I had a hat that had intuition. Oh, so really? I could see, yeah, so I could see, like, herbs that could be picked. And I mm -hmm. took it off and didn't remember taking it off. Right. So all of a sudden, I couldn't see them. So I'm in my options going, did I turn... That's a bug. Did I turn off the ability to see the herbs? So right. I played for a long time without it and then was getting ready to sell items. And one of the items was like, you know, and it was like um, 
intuition plus one. And I was all, uh-oh, because that was a starting mm-hmm. item. And I put it back on, went outside, and saw him again. I was like, fuck, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, because I love anything that takes visuals and stats and makes them, even the lockpicking tools on your chest, giving you a plus one to lockpicking, I dig that. I've right. always been a fan of that. And right. the game does a really good job of doing those things, of, of making sense of what you're upgrading. That's interesting. I, like that. I maxed out intuition less because of the recycling of... Because of, if you actually have max intuition, you can recycle armor and uh, weapon parts mm. that if, like, let's say you bought an item or you, or you, or you looted it and it had a, a part on it, you could recycle that, take its, like, raw resources yeah. and reuse them for something else. Um, and actually... It gives you uh, additional dialogue options, and sometimes those yeah. aren't available when you when you don't have your intuition up. So that was the first one I went into because I've been able to squeak my way out of a couple of fights just by using my intuition. And I thought that was that was really. I cool. did charisma. Mm-hmm. See, I, I like that. The there's two thing. talking skills in that sense because yep. while yep. intuition's more about looting the plants, like you said, harvesting. In my case, I also mentioned uh, recycling. I like how it makes sense. Like, okay, my intuition would get me out of a sticky situation in a clever manner uh, if it's available. And that's not – sometimes you will have an intuition option but not charisma. And I like that because often games really just lean all in on charisma, talk. That's it. And this game does do that. But just having a second one that's available there, um, I like that. I do wish there was a few more, I guess, skill checks. I noted at – we'll just say in one quest there was a dead body we were investigating – and I walked up to the body, and it just said, "It said X examine square science level two. And I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like I'm, te- I'm like, f- like 14 hours in at that point. And I was like, "I haven't seen that before at all." Um, I'd love to see more of that skill checking. Yeah. Um, I'm glad the game's not like all over the place with it because then it becomes a little uh, like of a Debbie Downer experience where you're like, "Fuck, I don't yeah, have right. the skill for that. I don't have the skill for that." Um, it's got a really good balance. I, I missed but... that skill check. I know the exact one you're talking yeah, about. The yeah. dead body in the autopsy room. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had the same thing. I didn't have any mm-hmm. science. I didn't have any vigor either, and I got to a crevice. And it's like you need, like, two, two vigor to get through this crevice. And I was like, oh, damn it. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, see, so. I uh, one time my intuition let me go through a little gap in a mine to get a cog uh, for, for a quest. And I like that part because it was kind of tailing on what you said about how Greedfall really lets you uh, tackle these objectives in a number of ways because I could craft one. I could use my yeah. intuition to get one. You could use vigor to get one. So I, I was very, very impressed by that. Crafting is awesome when it's just like quest items. Yeah. And you're oh, all that. I great. know that sounds so cheesy, but to me, resources are, are not easy to come in the game until I would say mm-hmm. later in the game. So the idea that if I wanted, I could break down a sword and a, a couple pieces of armor that I have copies of. And I was holding armor because I didn't know how many armor checks there'd be for disguises. So I, I actually held oh, yeah. on to like I held my chest armor. surgeons. Yeah, and I, I guess from what I understand, somebody else said if you had if you were outfitted in surgeon armor and you go into that autopsy room, something else happens. Right. That's, Which I didn't that's even. Interesting. I mean, I makes sense, but yeah, it makes sense, but I didn't think about mm. it. I guess he like ex- like is like, oh, a fellow surgeon. Let me explain to you what happened or whatever. Um, okay. But yeah, dude, there was, it, like, the, all those mixes were... It reminded me of Dragon's Dogma. If you make a really tall character, they can jump up on things that the short ones couldn't. Oh, shit. I, um, know that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I haven't played that and, game in a while, but... 
Wow. Yeah, so when you make your character, there's like three or four things you do that some things you can't... Like, there's a small entrance near a troll in Dragon's Dogma, and if you're too big, mm-hmm. if you've made a seven-foot-tall guy, it'd be like, you're too big to go in here, but if you made a small dude, you can go right in. And the big guy has to go and, like, basically go through a fight to get there. And I, I like that kind of stuff, and I would say it's done pretty well here. There were a couple times where you're like, shit. But I'm okay with that because I've never been a fan of being able to do everything. So it is okay, like you said, where occasionally you're like, I don't have science to shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's fine. I think, I I think like they do that. it just about I, right. I, I like that because yeah. I think it just shows a trust in the player to want to come back and a trust in their skill to yeah. make them the one to come back to build differently and experience that. Because for me, man, I like... I, I can't stand when a game just lets you do everything. And I know that there's a reason why there's accessibility in, in those ways. And I totally understand. I'm, I'm, I'm completely on that page. But I just I love my RPGs when they're a little more restrictive. And yep, I know it's a personal so. taste. Um, anything else you want to add on for Greedfall? Let's see. We talked about story, choices, combat. Um, we talked about I would gripes. say... Of, yeah, the only thing I would say with combat, and I get that it's considered low magic, so it's probably of the level of Warhammer roleplay, which means there's really no Gandalfs or whatever in this world. I would say that I feel that magic users in this game probably get the short end of the stick. Um, in movements, I would have liked to have seen magic users get a couple more things, uh, because I got a couple of the good ones just by you know buying magic rings and then shadow da- or shadow dodge or whatever mm-hmm. there's one or two skills i would have liked to have seen a little bit more bombastic magic it was a little hedge wizard is what it's called when like you're shooting the little black globes and you're yeah. all yeah it's cool but it's not it's like jade empire actually because in jade empire you have a couple martial arts that like you can throw fireballs but they're like this big yeah all, it's not really yeah, giving me that pew pewing them yeah, you're like, I really want to shotgun this guy in the face with a magic fireball. Mm-hmm. Um, that would, it's not even a complaint. I get their design. It is a complaint. Yeah, I get their design, but I wish it was just a little bit more, a little bit more reaching out for those magic user guys who want yeah. just a little well, bit more hit. I get what you're saying, because, for example, your destabilizing attack when you press triangle, it's like a powerful, like, palm burst with your magic, mm-hmm. and you actually feel like the boom, but... Then you press L2 for your fairy attack, which is like the the strongest thing you can do. And you do just a jump, you spin, you're like, jump, oh, spin. snap. Yeah. And then you just shoot out a little ball. Now, the, the yeah. difference is this attack can't miss, but it's still true. just like a little ball. Um, yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Um, even when I have, the, I have the whole tree for uh, attack speed, so I'm supposed to be like... And even then, it's just... Um, you could see where the animations uh, had cuts and where they where they really went in on them, like the the shadow burst where you like jump and sort of blow everyone back. Like that was a flashy, satisfying animation. Right. But, and, and the sh- I think the lightning dash is right there next to vampires. You know, shadow stepping. Yep. Um, I think I told you that, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, we agreed on that. Didn't last I week. tell you that the dodge last week? I was like, yeah. dude, you're gonna love the dodge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it, it it just feels good to do. Yeah. Um, and it has a good sound to it as well. Uh, so you can see where they really went in on the animation and where they sort of dialed it back. Oh, um, I would have oh. loved if they just included staffs. I get the magic ring thing. It's thematic. It's a part of the build. But oh, I, I for magic, you mean? Yeah, I just if they had a staff option that, that lets you, you know... Imagine if Square was shooting, like, orbs out of your your staff and your then staff. Triangle was using the actual staff. I think there would that would have created a little bit more of, a, 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 I guess, a difference in combat, a different feel per attack. 
uh, the one thing I was going to add, absolutely I love, was the guns. The percussion. I'm saving that, yeah. Dude, the sound and the percussion and, like, all the smoke, it, when you get a blunderbuss, like, a bit, and it's just throwing small children, man. I mean, it hits hard. <laughs> and you're, like, you're either you're doing it or you give a, a one of your uh, party members one, mm-hmm. and they go into Ask battle, and, them, I think. And, and they unleash on somebody. There's just, I love the sound. There's a, they did a really good job on the sample. It's, like, very, there's a lot of different variation in it, and well, yeah. there's something awesome about blowing their armor off with like one of these huge hits with a with a I, gun. What I like about it is is I know when it's coming, when an enemy's going to shoot me, or when I hear Vasco getting ready to shoot, mm-hmm. because you hear like the like you yep. hear like the you hear it like the going wick, yeah, burning. and yeah. then you just hear boom, boom, and 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 the shot goes off. It's I was so good. If I like it enough, which I feel like I'm on track to. I was saving the whole gun trap thing for um, for the next play for the next playthrough, like an evil gunslinger kind of thing. I, I love the idea of that and setting traps for people. Uh, I've never been that type of player, so it'll be interesting to see how it goes. But since I've I've liked how Van- uh, I must have vampire um, since I've liked how Greedfall's played, um, I think it'll it'll feel better than what we were kind of nervous about last mm-hmm. week. Yeah, no, it's been it's mm-hmm. it's cool, man. I'm glad um, it's reviewed for for not only for them but just as an RPG it's reviewed about where I expected, which was like mid seventies. Mm-hmm. And, um, but to see like a ton of big people liking it was really in- interesting. I was, I didn't know cause it's spiders. I think people carry that shit into their reviews. Like I even saw people saying, I really wanted this to be good or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, eh, not a big fan of that because I think it's very easy to start to hold expectations. Yeah. The, that's the spot. thing. Cause I think so. some people will think, cause we like this game so much. It's like, Oh, we're going easy on it. Um, it's just that you have to have that factor that I think some reviewers didn't account for, which is it's, it's a double A game. There's a different budget yeah. and you have to, and it's not even like you have to be able to, you can clearly see when there's a budget cut made, made. Yeah, like right. I, I mentioned yeah. it so many times, like you just look at the animations, like some animations are very good in combat. Like I yeah. just mentioned two of them that are very good. And then some are just very weak and strange. And it's like, Okay, you can see they're like this one. We want to be good. It's supposed to be a powerful magic effect. We're gonna do that. We're gonna get that right. Meanwhile, this one, yeah, it's just an attack. Let it serve its job, uh, or yeah. serve its purpose rather. And so, yeah, I, I, I think some people didn't account for that budget. It also sold like ha ha hotcakes. Yes, it's crazy. It was on. It was. It's Steam amazing what ten dollars less can do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was at Steam number one for multiple days. Number two, I think it's still number two this morning. Dog, shut up. I apologize. <laughs> nah, you're no, you're good. If I, if I mute us, um, if I mute me and unmute me, Discord crashes. So that's why I'm not muting no, and I yell at him. That's all right. Um, that's all right. But uh, it sold really well, and I think that that's cool for them for the future because mm-hmm. uh, I was talking about it in your Discord even. A game that didn't sell well that depresses me is Control. And so to see a game sell well... Uh, is or, or sorry to see a game sell well like um, like this really to me is hope that Big Ben who now owns them will go okay we know what you can do with this amount let's Here's give you another year more. and this I think amount. that game will, will easily get a million sales I think it'll it's got to, dude I've I don't think Vampire was number one I could be wrong but Steam Global mm-hmm. sales now Vampire Vampire launched at a really weird time so I I don't I think. It, it, I know it has crossed a million now, but it took a while. It took a while. Yeah. I think this one will shoot past that pretty pretty easily, despite its launch window. And I think it's, 
Honestly, I think it's because of its A, underrated nature. B, it's a little bit cheaper if you're buying on PC. I think it's $45, which which easily will will tail into why it hit number one because folks – I saw a lot of folks coming in on my stream and going, wow, man, I might skip Borderlands 3 now. This looks great. Yeah, you know? And right. I, I think some people like a little jank. It reminds them of a simpler time, so to speak. I know that sounds ridiculous, but um, – I think it reminds people like, you know, there, there are passion projects out there. It's not always about like a triple A game that does it all, but rather, you know, a smaller team trying to do a couple of things really well. Like we've just touched on with companions and story and writing and yeah. choices. That's kind of the focus of Greedfall, despite having a solid combat system. So yeah, I, I think that's resonated with people. Uh, I think it's also a game punching above its weight a little bit. You know, I think a lot of people, I, I helped try to get things started and I think successfully. So when I made a video talking about how, no one was talking about it, and I, I'm not saying I, I, I am not at all implying I caused this, but I did see after that a lot of conversations start to pick up, more and more YouTubers talking about it, uh, more people doing Let's Plays, coverage of it, and it's awesome. I'm, I'm happy for that team because I am not like their previous work at all. Uh, you, yeah, can go, you can go watch, even though I was not a super good critic way back when, uh, I did not like Bound by Flame by any stretch of the imagination. That was not a good game. Uh, so I'm happy to see this team still alive and kicking, and and they improved. They they I think they heard that the feedback loud and clear from their last two games. Yeah, and I was posting pictures and like gifs when I was reviewing it of like some of the prettier spots, and that's where it's sort of mind blowing. There's a couple, not there's mm. more than a couple, but there's a Pushes couple spots where you're running around, and you're like, damn, this game looks good. Like there are, you know, even if it's just running through the forest, there's like you get an idea of it's like, holy shit, they did a lot with what they had. Yeah. yeah. This was made on five million dollars. So I think. Wow. That's really. Yeah, I think that's wow. I think that's a, a pretty good testament to what we got out of it. If this sells well, they're double on that for sure. I yeah, would, I would be shocked if they didn't. Any other thoughts? No, I want to look at one thing. Steam Global Sales. Mm-hmm. I want to see who's at the top see where they are right now they're mostly they're number one that's wow. just it, it's above wow. monster hunter world and gears five it probably it, you know what's helping borderlands isn't on steam oh well yeah for for the placement their gears five is also available in other places so mm-hmm. yeah but but well, here's, monster hunter I world, just, that's oof, that's, that's yeah shocking. i just i think even though you just look at the title and you look at their history mostly positive is pretty rare for them to mm-hmm. be on steam mostly positive like it's I'm actually sad for one thing because I know TB and I talked a lot about um, Technomancer behind the scenes because I liked it more than him. And I really, it sounds bad, it sounds weird, but I would have loved to have seen him and see what he thought of like a company that, um, the idea that let him try a couple times. Because we're Mm -hmm. in cancel culture. It's like cancel everything. How many times have you seen that on your Twitter? Where you'll be like, blah, blah, blah. And they'll be like, they should just fucking fire everybody. And you'll be all, what kind of world do we live in? Like, what's, you know, I wouldn't fire somebody for making one bad movie. Like, that's just the way it is, you know. And I would have loved to have talked to him. uh, Yeah, I would have loved to hear that, too. I, I remember when I made a video... Uh, I think it was something Fallout 76 related, and a lot of people were just like, they should fire Todd Howard and Pete Hine because of Fallout 76. Jesus, I'm like, man. why does everyone's... Okay, like, look, 76 is fucking awful. I'll be the first person to say that, but why are we so quick to try to fire 
two people who helped lead Bethesda into an era of four Game of the Year titles in a row. Like, what kind of fucking planet are we on here? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's seriously. Like, yeah, they stupidity. Yeah, they, they fucking, they lied, they fucked up. Uh, I don't approve of their recent actions in the terms of how, you know, like, oh, we're going to do cosmetic only, and then they didn't. Um, don't get me wrong, but, like, yeah, I just, you know, like, to act like, for example, I'm not going to be interested in Starfield because of one game. Yeah, right. And one game that's mostly handled by a brand new Austin studio that does not have anything anywhere close to the fucking talent that that Maryland has. I'm sorry, like that. I just I don't believe in that type of culture at all. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah um, I'm just man. I'm happy. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. We're talking. I mean, it's cool because we've now come off of Vampire and we're onto this. And that's why I was bringing up Vampire yesterday or last week is that I thought a lot of people would probably compare the two in some ways. And I, I think, think those Vampire, comparisons are fair favorable. Yeah. Vampire had great, uh, better conversations um, in the terms overall. Of, yeah, in terms of how deep you could go, and and I guess it's just because they. Oh, like, you could definitely go deeper. Yeah, because in Vampire, it's like here's thirty people that have like really messed up stories, and then the way that uh, based off your choices, I'll always remember the one of the guy who, uh, if you don't help him out somehow, I forgot what happened, but or how it, it, it unfolded, but if you don't help him out, you find him in the bottom of the asylum, like completely transformed. I think if you didn't get a medicine or yeah, something. if you didn't, didn't get a medicine. Yeah. I just thought that type of stuff was really cool in Vampire. Uh, we still have two games to talk about, though. Would you like to talk about The Surge a little bit, and then we'll get into Borderlands 3 after? Yeah. Um, impressions are pretty positive. Uh, okay. I think with Surge 1 versus 2, 2's definitely got better control, and uh, they switched to Good. a directional parry, and um, which is different. So you don't just hold the uh, the block button, you act, or you don't just tap the block button to parry. You have to know which direction the animation's coming from. Mm -hmm. um, it's got a near automata kind of visual representation for upgrades. So one upgrade shows you like enemies' life bars, but if you use that one, you don't have space for a different upgrade. So it's sort of got they the did memory. That in the first one, right? They did parts of that, yeah. yeah. But it matters more here because the parries aren't timed; they're directional and timed. So you need that upgrade at least for a while to understand. Wait. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. This game no, comes out the 26th, right? 24th, yeah. Holy smokes! Or, you got or that's it, when right? reviews. <laughs> Dude, yeah, they yeah, it was ridiculous. They Holy were they, they've been gold, I think, since like well, and remember, gold means nothing. We're yeah. in the online environment, but I think yeah. they were gold last month. I just I remember seeing your tweet like early copy is early back into it, and I'm like, what game could he have got? And I was like, yeah, and then you no, said that, and I was like, what? <laughs> I just put um, it together. Sorry, keep going. Oh no, that's all right. Yeah, it was it was early, especially in this day and age where you never know. One mm -hmm. day, you know, for, thanks Borderlands, but uh, <laughs> with with this one. Um, I also have to say it reminds me back in the day of like Dark Souls 1 with the wicker working of like secret locations and how to get oh, back to your main spot. Love that. And I've liked I've liked them so far. I'm only about 16, 18 hours in with about three of those being like graphics testing. So but uh, the directional, you know, so those upgrades. So you get these upgrades and they do visual representations on the world. You also have a drone. Mm -hmm. And the drone, I've got a couple upgrades for it. You can, like, shoot, heal things, find loot. And I think the other one's find enemies, if I remember right. And um, But it, he, he's really powerful. The problem is, is it requires ammo. So uh -huh. you have this tit for tat of, like, especially because this game throws way more enemies at you at once than the original. So, which I like. So instead of just one-on-one -on -one most of the time, maybe two-on-one, uh... It, even in the starting city, it's not at all unheard of to be eight on one. Mm -hmm. And you have to move around, use location Because you can use location, so you can crawl up, like go up steps and jump off onto them with a power attack. 
stuff like that. So you have to do a lot of movement. There's, um, hmm. like I said, the directional pa parry matters. Um, it's sort of... Did you do Mortal Kombat 11? Yes. I'm, 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 yes. Okay. So in Mortal Kombat 11, some of the fatalities, you're just like, damn. Like, this is an anatomy lesson. I'm like, <laughs> seeing inside of this died, right? That's the way this game is with the kills, though. It's pretty crazy. Like, so you're I chopping off the body guys, parts and using it as weapons, right? Dude, if you were chopping them off, I'd be fine. There's When you take their leg off on some weapons, you just yank it the fuck off. Oh my. It's grotesque. It's hilarious. I mean, even I, who just don't care about this stuff, was like, damn, what? Wow. Like, you'll, you'll target their leg, you'll hit them, you do a special, they'll fall, and you grab their leg and go, like, wrench, wrench, yank, yank, oh. and... And you may need like six legs to upgrade grade your leg armor. So oh, you're so basically you're just, going, you're just going home with a fucking bag of legs, man. Is that and a just, is that a kill move, or could you just tear off that guy's other leg? That's you can. Uh, that would be a kill move. Yeah. Okay. So you target arm, one right or left arm, body, head, or legs. Uh, and if you hit them just right, an X. Well, I'm using the controller right now, so the X or whatever button on your keyboard will appear. You hold it as you're engaged in any other animation. And he'll try to do it. What I do like is, if you are doing that and they're attacking you, they can bump you out of that. So you have to actually know that there's an opening to hold this button down to do the finisher. Otherwise, you'll be getting ready to do the finisher and they can they can pop you out of it and you're fucked. Mm -hmm. Because just like the other game, I was telling the guys, you're like a boxer. If you get hit once, you're sort of leaning. You get hit again, you're leaning farther. You get hit a third time. If you're not dead, you're now so staggered that it's very dangerous and so i like this uh, you're always off balance in that game whenever you miss a parry or you miss a block and you get staggered and it, it works it works really well i like the being attacked i like that it's not a get out of jail free card once you're fully in it you are out of jail for that animation but to initiate the animation you are not and that i sort of dug so that mm -hmm. you're you, it, like if you don't pull it off at the right time and somebody hits you It'll bounce you out of it, and they can kill you in that in amount of time. Is this a sixty dollars game? I just thought of that. You know, I haven't looked own. at the price. I haven't looked at the price. I would assume it's fifty nine ninety nine because I believe Surge One was, but I could be wrong. I could I'll be wrong. On that. That's a good question that for you. Uh, um, and and then graphically, it looks good. It's got a pretty good number of options. Sixty dollars. Um, sixty dollars, and uh, lots of weapons. I, I favorite everything. Because I'm trying to see if you can do combos between weapons, which I have not been able to do. Doesn't mean you can't. I just haven't been able to pull the timing off. Um, but I do love that favoriting like nine weapons is hilarious to me. I don't know why it looks so goofy. Because you'll be like carrying this giant, you know, like fucking pole axe, and then you're like instantly you've got Wolverine claws. So that's a budget part. You know, there's yeah, no, I mean, not a huge animation of you putting them on or anything. That's like it's a video um, game. I don't know. That's why I chalk it yeah, up like it's a video yeah. game. I want to switch between eight weapons at once. I can only do that in a game. <laughs> yeah, I will say the one thing that I think it just doesn't pay off, especially coming out of Greedfall, is that story. It's the anime—it's the fucking amnesia, you know, uh, which I'm not a fan of. And I'm it's just like you try to do a story. Yeah, no shit. It, instead, it's like, oh, you've got amnesia, and now you have envision, um, which like, I haven't really bought off on. I'm, I'm trying to think like what well, we've had: Dark Souls, The Surge, Neo. Code Vein's coming this month, too, and I'm trying to think of... Sekiro. Yeah, I guess Sekiro, maybe. And Are you War talking... Oh, oh, I thought you were just talking about these style of games. 
Yeah, no, I am. I'm just thinking, like, story-wise, has there been one that's been delivered that's good? I know, like, for example, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Sekiro, people will say, like, great universe. I think some people will say Sekiro's story is actually good. Um, I just, I've, I've wondered, has a game like this ever delivered, like, a really good story? I think their stories are based, those past games in particular, are based on the mystery of the world and learning yeah, it exactly. a like, story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, this I think this that's does have a story. One of its stronger assets, but... Has one ever told like a direct story like a Sekiro and been like, well, I don't that was think good. so. You know, that's, I have, I don't uh, think oh, it's ever. Wait, Lords of the Fallen, which is Deck 13's prior game to Surge 1. Mm -hmm. They also tried to go Dark Souls. I believe Lords of the Fallen was telling a story uh, because was I'm pretty good? sure that's the part I liked. Oh. I, I, I think the part I, if I remember right, I could be wrong. I think that's one part I did like was that mm. it wasn't as mysterious. You know, because sometimes you're playing the Dark Souls style games. And you're oh like, yeah, God Almighty! What, what in the fuck is even happening right now? Yeah. You know, uh, um, and but they're like, well, if you read this item description on this sword, you'll know this is King Arthur's yeah. long lost son who, <laughs> who you're yeah, now you're fighting. Like, it's like, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> so I would say this is in the middle of like, oh, you know, of probably that and mm -hmm. the typical games we get, which are all based on mystery and stuff. But I, I, I dig the motif too, the cyber punk without anything good motif because you're just rivet bolting body parts onto you which right. is creepy yeah. and but that's what you're doing and it's got a body horror kind of hmm. motif to it which i'm I thinking did. of that toy from from toy story where it has like the baby face on yeah it, but the, it's got a bunch of metal <laughs> <laughs> arms like it's a sid. spider i think it yeah because sid the evil yeah, neighbor he, kid yeah, put, he, put he, those he, together <laughs> yeah. that is pretty much what that is pretty much what you're doing. Because, oh I mean, dude, God. one of your clubs is, like, it looks just like what you would build a giant metal house of. And you're just beating the shit out of people. And you don't even chop their heads off, Maddie. Well, if you have a sword, you will. But if you have this club, you literally knock them down so their head's extended and then smash their head off by hitting their neck. It's oh. pretty... It's pretty... I gotta, I gotta watch more in this game. I haven't watched much on it. it. It, it's pretty in your face. Well, I'll mm. just say that with the, with those kills. So, yeah. but yeah, overall, um, it, much smoother than Surge One. I, I'm not quite sure why. I may go back and actually play Surge One a little bit. To it always helps to get that perspective because, like, yeah. you know, if you went back and played Borderlands Two right now, um, after playing Borderlands Three, there is like a huge difference. Um, yeah. Maybe not as much in Game of the Year on PC, just because that's like a. They did something with the, they had to have done something with the code in that game, by the way, because it, it is just so much quicker. It plays so much smoother. There was something different about Game of the Year, but yeah, there's like a huge difference between Borderlands Three and prior entries. It just plays. I, I describe it as it plays like a dream. It's very fluid, very smooth. Um, anything else you want to tack yeah. on about the surge? I'd love to participate. Just I, I, you know, haven't played it. Yeah, no, not. I mean, not much. It's just all those, you know, the early impressions. But I mean. So right, far, obviously you can't go on too much. Yeah, yeah. So far, it's it, it it definitely moves and controls better, and I like the multiple characters versus the one. I mean, there is still fights with just one, but I do. I was surprised when I went down a thing was fighting three, and then three more came, and then a fourth guy. I look over, and he's literally. It looks like he's grabbed a girder and he's dragging it towards me. Wow. And I'm all, oh, are wow. you fucking kidding wow. me? There's gonna be eight guys. And the idea of like, well, I can't go over there because that's where he is now. Mm -hmm. So what am I going to do? Um, I like that. So, so far, yeah, it's pretty enjoyable. Nice. For sure. But th that's about it for impressions, I think. Okay. Let's talk about Borderlands 3. That's officially out now. Codes literally went out 
at Keep the last talking. possible second. I'm going to take care of this guy because yep. I don't know what his no, this you're good, bro. issue is. You're good. Um, as some of you know, I did a impressions video on Borderlands 3 already. So I do apologize in advance if I'm reiterating some of that um, just because it, as I actually uh, recorded this podcast... I had recorded my impressions video like three hours before that, so, and I have not played since because it's obviously I had to edit it and everything. So uh, there hasn't been much new thoughts coming for me when it comes to Borderlands 3, so we're definitely going to pick Carrick's brain about it, but that's why Greedfall was a little more expansive in the terms of thought. Um, but anyway, as for Borderlands 3, I, I mean, it plays so well. I haven't been grabbed by that story yet. Um, but now we have Carrick back, so we'll pick his Sorry. head a little bit. <laughs> All right. What are you thinking about Borderlands 3? Uh, so far, I've done a lot of tech testing because I wasn't going to cover it really too much. Um, but one of my friends, well, Abzi, I've talked to, he was having tech issues. So I was like, I'll get it. I can um, mess around with it on stream or something. Overall, the only problem I have with it is that technically it it doesn't run as well as I was hoping for what I'm seeing on screen. And I'm trying to figure that's like the big mystery that I've seen in a lot of forum threads. Cause a lot of people are getting horrendous mm, performance. <laughs> and I just I've came up, man. Fucking it, 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 seltzer. <laughs> seltzer got me and, good. Uh, <laughs> and um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's just filmed live. Yeah. And I was going to say, that's not getting edited out. I'm not writing a timestamp for that one. <laughs> I think, I think I like it. I don't like that kind of stuff because I can't tell if it's unoptimized or what. I know that it seems optimized more for AMD than Intel, which I do have an AMD processor in my PC. Um, so I'm just doing some testing. Graphically, it looks it's such a step up. You, you see people say, oh, it's Borderlands, more Borderlands. Yes, that's why there's a three. That's mm -hmm. one, two, three people. Shocker. Learn to count. Yeah, um, but it's improved also graphically, and I think their designs, one of the things Abzi was saying was that the designs of a lot of the enemies and just characters is really, really, really good. Mm -hmm. um, he really liked that, and that I'm excited to see some of that because what I saw at the starting looked good, but I haven't seen some of the crazy stuff he's seen. Um, I've only heard, if you haven't had technical issues, I've only heard positive stuff, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, no, I, so, I, I exactly am in that same boat. Yeah, Although so I haven't I heard any... The, the story wasn't... I haven't been grabbed by it at all. But I think I could go wrong, but I think overall they've never had super strong stories, or have they? A DLC, I, I think I one of them was, had good stories. good. Yeah, some of the okay. DLCs, one of the DLCs was solid for... Was that Tina's that yeah. was solid? Yeah. Okay, I see that. I, I actually asked people about what DLC and games they liked the mm -hmm. most, and multiple people said that one, so I was assuming that yeah. must have had a, a yeah, good that's, story. Yeah, that's one that's really good. Um, but yeah, I haven't heard any negatives uh, other than the technical stuff, which I think bodes pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I the, when it comes to tech stuff, I mentioned this in my my preview of the game so far. Um, some of the menus clearly aren't optimized. There were times where it did not load in at all; like it would just be stuck on a blank screen. Like you'd see my character model standing there, but I couldn't see the whole skill tree. Uh, that happened a, a good number of times, or or my inventory went and load. Um, I never had like an FPS stutter though, which is great just because there's so much stuff going on screen that I'm happy. That's where it works. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes texture popping occurs usually in the beginning of a cutscene. Um, once again, something I'm a little used to because I am playing on PS4 cause that's where my, my co-op team is at. Um, but I, I remember on like the 360 for, for Borderlands 2, especially there was a ton of pop in. So 
I have a little bit of a trained eye with that stuff. Uh, definitely not as noticeable as I may have made it out to be. Um, and what else? Uh, boss fights have not been my cup of tea. That is something, like, gameplay-wise, that is the only thing, rather, gameplay-wise, I have had a, an issue with. I have not... When it comes to the preview event, there was a boss on Eden 6 that, that had a ground-pound style attack that homed in on you, and, and it seemed pretty unavoidable. Mm-hmm. And um, when it came to a boss attack against Killavolt, he had a, a, a arena-wide move that uh, allowed him to, like, literally the entire floor became electricity. Um, now, I broke it down frame by frame in my video, and I think I picked up on what's probably a bug. Because it kind of warns you, like, the whole arena turns a little yellow on the floor, like something's about to happen. And when I went through frame by frame, I saw this one entranceway uh, didn't have that yellow area. So I was like, okay, you probably, I probably should have ran there, right? So I was thinking, like, oh, I made the mistake. I didn't notice it. It was getting frantic in the fight. I was tired, too. So probably missed it. And I kept going through frame by frame, so I'm there getting electrocuted, and then I see that whole entranceway is actually covered in electricity. I think that was supposed to be a designated safe area, and then you hop back into the fight once the electricity's gone. Um, right. But yeah, I, th- I think that's a bug that would need to be worked out. So that was the only gameplay kink I've really encountered. Uh, and it was a little upsetting because it dropped a legendary weapon when I did beat the boss, and it felt a little like sad because the only reason I knew I got through that boss is because he didn't do that attack that one time. Um, so it, was, it felt like I got by through good grace, not just beating Skill him. or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a, a little upsetting, but overall, uh, like I said, plays really well. Um, really insane. Shooting gun feels good. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I really was shocked that, uh, everything felt good. Scoped revolvers felt good. Torque assault rifles felt good. Uh, the, the running guns, even though it was kind of like a joke in a trailer, uh, are some of the most cool things ever, especially because they put variety in that. So sometimes these guns don't just run around and shoot when you when you throw them for a reload, but they actually will run. And I have a shotgun that's devastating at point blank, and then when I throw it, it's now a running gun that jumps at its enemy, blows itself up, and then it blows up into little clusters, which then blow themselves up. So mm-hmm. you throw pretty much a gun that turns into a cluster nade uh, when it hones in on an enemy. I thought that was awesome. And that plays in the builds. I really like the uh, the skills that uh, are seemingly diverse. Um, my friend is playing as Moe's. My other friend's playing as uh, Zane. I'm playing as uh, Flack. Uh, Flack is a huge damage dealer when it comes to crit. So I'm pretty pumped about that because I wanted to build him with like a sniper and a shotgun. And those are probably the two easiest to land crit attacks on. So I'm, I'm really psyched. I, I've been enjoying it quite a bit. A lot of quality um, of life changes, though. That, I think that's like, the biggest... Like what? I think those are the biggest things that stand out, because like you said, it's more Borderlands, and I was of the side that was like, well, what did you expect? Yeah, <laughs> you right. Know? Exactly. Uh, they're not going to reinvent a very well-working and popular formula. Um, but quality of life changes, I noted, were like uh, random social updates. Like, you know, if you have someone on your friends list playing and they do something and you're not in their game, it'll just tell you, like, oh, they made progress in this challenge or they unlocked this trophy. Um the quality of life change would definitely be like the the gunplay when it comes to recoil, aimed out sights, timing, uh, sound, feel. Overall, the guns just play much better. Um, 3D map. I like that. I don't have to like guess where I'm going when I find an objective. That I know it's on like a second level or a third level, um, or it's up a hill rather than you know on the ground beneath it. 
what else? That's all that's coming to mind right now. But yeah, just a lot of little enhancements here or there. Oh, being able to switch your quest with your D-pad so you don't have to like go in and out of menus anymore than you already have to. Uh, stuff like this, I, I really like because it's like, okay, they get it. They understand, like, yeah, this formula works. Let's just add on to it. Let's not deviate from it. Which I'm sure took a lot of willpower, right? Like, you know the game's going to sell well. Uh, Borderlands 3 is insanely popular. Um, they know this is their big game. They could have taken a lot of liberties. I'm happy that... It's not even like they stayed safe with it by any stretch. It's just I'm happy they they got it. They're like, okay, like this is what you want more of. We're going to do more of that. Too many developers nowadays try to, like, galaxy brain their games as I like to coin the term, and it's like, no, just, just, we're fans of the franchise for a reason, you know, D- don't deviate, experiment, try new things, big advocate of that, but if there's a, f- a formula that's worked for two entries in your franchise, uh, I don't know why people would expect it, but but three should not have changed it, I'm glad they didn't. Uh, so slide is in it now? You can slide? Yes, you can slide, and what's cool, quality of life change, you can slide into barrels and knock them towards a target, so you can strategically use that because normally what you had to do was hope the enemy would come near it shoot it but now for example what i did was uh i actually went to a location on pandora big puddle uh there was a a lightning barrel to the right enemy started to aggro from the left and came over into the pool so i slid and kicked the barrel into the pool and just electrocuted all of them uh wasn't even like a scripted moment like it was very much like a off to the side thing but you could tell they put that barrel there thinking of that and there were multiple electricity barrels so i could have done it from other angles really awesome gameplay moment though and it just happened dynamically which i liked so um another is there any new weapon manufacturers or weapon elements Uh, children of the vault so it's like uh your your infinite ammo type guns uh you know they they steadily increase uh in rate of fire as you hold down the trigger there were other guns in borderlands that did that but that's like a new i put that in quotes manufacturer um certain manufacturers play a little differently now i I believe tdor has always been the gun that you you just threw away when you were maybe it was hyperion because then it would then the it would like form back in your hand it was either hyperion or or tdor but yeah now like the new thing is when you throw away the gun it will almost always turn into the walking gun and do something different it's not like you're just throwing the gun away and Mm -hmm. that's the end of the story it does something different now uh for that maker um the main thing, though, is that a lot of these makers are expanding on their ideas. So Torg has always been about explosive weaponry. So now uh, you can do alternate fires for a lot of guns. So you can shoot, for example, grenades, which are blowing up on impact, or you can switch the alternate fire mode and use a sticky grenade shooting. And so you can, like, shoot three grenades on one person, they stick to them, and then shoot the person next to them, and they'll just both start blowing up and sharing uh, radius damage as well. Um, I could see that being a really good combination with the new radiation element. So what radiation is, is uh, like a damage over time thing. But when if you kill someone while they have radiation in them, they blow up. And that does mm-hmm. damage to enemies around them. So if you were able to plant a bunch of stickies and start killing enemies with those in a, in a timed manner, uh, you could, and, and like I said, if it had radiation, you could, you could trigger some serious explosions with that. Mm. So it's cool with how my brain just gets turning like that. Because I'll be honest, you know, I love Borderlands 2, but I never, like, paid close attention in the terms of, like, uh, I did, obviously, for my coverage, I should specify that, um, 
but I ever paid close attention to like, you know, what manu- weapon manufacturers did what I was like, what does right. this gun do? That's all I cared about. What does the thing in my hands do? I don't care if Hyperion made it or or whatever. Um but now that that this game has really evolved how they mechanically play, um I found myself thinking a little more deep. And uh, it helps that the gun the game's just a lot of more fun to play. Not that 2 wasn't or 1 wasn't, but these guns play so well, I want to learn more about them. It's just, you know, the name of the game, like any video game, when your stuff is good, I'll, I'll, I will go deeper if, if it beckons me, which it does. Um, is there up-close attacks with weapons? Or is it like, like or is just the butt of a gun? Yeah. Um, it depends. Some A lot of guns will have... Will, actually, there's yeah, a stream viewer noted that there's separate melee animations depending on your bayonet and what weapon you are using a bayonet with. Gotcha. So sometimes you'll you'll stab, or if it's like with a handgun, you'll sort of like hack at them. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, there are different melee animations compared to yeah. Sometimes you will just like uh, with with Flack, he takes out like a hatchet and just if you don't have a bayonet, you'll just swing that hatchet. Bayonets so, have always been in Borderlands though. Um, difficulty wise, you have normal and hard. I think I saw. When no, I it's actually easy and normal, which is something I'm a easy little disappointed okay. with because the yeah, game's I, kind of I smooth, saw smooth sailing. Um, that that brings me though to the AI. So I've always not been a huge fan of one and two's AI. Mm-hmm. Like it's not that it's terrible; it's just that it's sort of one dimensional. Um, is three C? Do you see like them doing different shit in the world, or so, at the very least, just like flanking? Or initially, you won't see it because you're going to be on Pandora. Uh, you'll notice different enemy interactions. So you'll have the Var kids flying around, and if you shoot them enough, um, their wings will clip off, and now they'll be grounded. So mm-hmm. you'll have variety in that sense. Um, you'll, for example, fight Maliwan troopers, and they'll have a new enemy called a Flash Trooper. So he's just dashing around everywhere. Uh, gotcha. And so it's not just about what it used to be, where it's like, okay, armored guy, take out a corrosive weapon. Okay, shields, take out a shock weapon. Enemies do different things, so you interact differently in that way. But when it comes to the actual AI, it's not bad, um, but it's not gonna. It, it, they challenge you in waves. I think is the best way of putting it. It's not like okay. they're gonna they're gonna overwhelm you, but uh, it gives you and an enemy group makeup. Yeah, it sounds like. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they'll, you'll see them like hide to take cover. They'll do the right things. They're they're smart enough, but but. Uh, with Borderlands, you know, it's it's at its best when they're sending a ton of enemies at you. You're sort of in that rhythm. You're switching weapons constantly. That's a great feeling. Um, you can tell it definitely got toned down. I'll mention that as well. Uh, compared to my previews, this was something that yeah. I saw some folks mentioning. I mentioned it that, yes, you want to get hit with waves of enemies, but there was this feeling when I last tested it of monster closets. And, and I saw some feedback when I was reading the comments on that video. A lot of folks were like, we want monster closets. I'm like, I do too. Trust me. Like, I want lots of enemies coming at me. But there, at one point, was this like, okay, there's 40 enemies. I killed another 40. There's more. And it's like, okay, this is... There were areas where it felt too much. And I could I could tell it's been dialed back. You could see there's been a lot of fine-tuning based off community feedback. Um, another thing that changed was there was this quest in my last preview... Uh, which is on Pandora, and it, you you go into a quote VR world, but all it does is it sends you back to an old mission location, but it puts a filter on your screen. And originally, the filter was a blue static almost to to signify like VR, but then they had this white kind of trickling effect that was just rippling it down your screen, and it legitimately gave me a headache. It was terrible. Uh, it was actually the worst visual thing like visual effect i've ever seen a video game and I, I will stand by that for the rest of time but they did remove that so they they in the final game i mean 
So, mm, and I verified gotcha. this. So they have they have done fine tuning, and I think they, as developers, knew some things were a little overboard with the game. Um, which I can understand. It's a very overboard franchise, you know. So it's easy to get a little carried away, I think. And words wise, there's uh, Abzi was saying it's pretty, uh, pretty diverse. Oh, it's beautiful going to the too. places look yeah. different. Yeah, I know you mentioned like beautiful, the... but yeah, diversity is there. Like some of these hubs, like I went into a, a, a like a, a game show almost in in uh, the Maliwan City, uh, Promethea, and or Atlas Controlled. I think Atlas Controlled, Maliwan invaded. I'll have to double check that, but. Um, there, you know, you're, I was in the area I've seen before for my first ever play test of this game. And I'm like, wow, this like the, the Metroplex area is like, so like, you know, it reminds me of like a general city. I've never kind of seen that with Borderlands. And then I went into the, like I said, this game show area, which is like this part of the city that's been now transformed into a game show where you're supposed to kill people to get tokens to literally go have sex with someone. That was the whole mission objective. But obviously you're trying to kill the person that, you know, he thinks you want to have sex with. Um, and, and like the the way it was transformed, and also the day and night cycle that that the worlds go through, transforms how it looks. So lighting plays a big impact in this game. Uh, something that we actually didn't mention for Greedfall. Greedfall has a day night cycle as well. Yeah, which, true. Which is yeah. which is quite nice. I'm happy that games are starting to do that more consistently. Um, but yeah, beautiful looking game, diverse world so far. Um, really enjoying it. Yeah, it's it's great. I'm really liking it. Yeah, from what I saw, like I said, it was pretty interesting to see nobody really having an issue with the gameplay stuff, which is nice. I usually that it's a turns really up. hard gameplay system to fight against. I think it's just it's one of those things. If it's not for you, that's fine. But it's very hard to argue this is bad. Yeah, right, right. I which just, is good, and I think most of the reviews I saw saying the same thing. Yeah, like you know, if you like, I will say if you the, like Borderlands. It's Okay. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, because you mentioned reviews, I remember one talking about how the humor sucked, and I defined it as humorous, not funny, and do you get what I'm saying by that? Yes. Yeah, like, I will smile or I'll I'll smirk, but I've never been like, we'll say, South Park, like, ah, ha, ha, you know, kind of like, holy shit, they did that, you know, that, that, Borderlands, I guess, never had that, it was more like a dark sense of humor, but, um... I, I haven't had like that really big laugh out loud moment outside of like one time. Uh, with Dude, I don't think I've had that outside of one time in games. Yeah, yeah, I'm a tough customer I mean, when it comes to games. I mean, South Park gets me yeah, good, me but yeah, you know, like yeah. I just think of that Jared Subway boss fight, and I'm like, holy Dude, shit. Um, but to me, it's the audacity that makes me laugh in games, and that's what South Park's known for. They yeah. have the audacity yeah. to do that. That's what and... I'm saying. Like that's what made me burst out laughing when like a fight actually started with him. Like you're fucking joking. Yeah, you're joking. And um, <laughs> I think I, I I don't know if anybody should ever be expecting Borderlands to be or most games. I mean, a games it's pretty hard to make a game be funny, funny just because of like how humor works and interactivity and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and me, especially the gameplay is so serious. Like you have to focus, it demands your attention and it's yeah. hard to switch gears like that. I think it's like inhumane almost to, to do that. I don't know. Yeah. I did see some, somebody saying something, it's always butt jokes or whatever. And I'm like, well, you know, like those are the quick jokes that you can say in the middle of a firefight. So to me, doesn't, you know, I that's fine. A butt joke. I've, I've heard sex jokes. Twice. Yeah, there was like one review I saw. It was like everything's a butt joke, or a, maybe it was sex jokes or whatever. And um, I guess I just don't really care about that stuff. I didn't pay attention to the review enough to care. Mm-hmm. Um, 
those kind of things are just, I think they're also very up to the player more than almost anything else is humor. Well, horror. Horror and humor, I think, are hard to pull off. Yeah, they're the most subjective things that you have to really carefully deliver in your review. Like, hey, you may think it's funny, I don't. Other nations have different myths for their horror, too. So, Mm -hmm. like, Japan-based horror is way different than, like, a Euro-based, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, like, like what we even consider scary, what our fairy tales are. And so I think with humor, it's the same exact thing. Where at the same time, I think graphically, most of the time, anybody can go, that looks good. That looks realistic. But it's hard when it comes to humor or horror to like Everyone's hit got everybody. Sense of humor, yeah. Yeah, how are you going to hit everybody? So yeah, it sounds like I said I haven't heard any complaints, which I think is really surprising. Um, yeah. I mean, other than you know the stuff about the review stuff, but other mm-hmm. than that, yeah, I haven't heard any complaints. Which I think that speaks highly of the game if if they're talking about the process in which because I think a lot of people were worried it would be crappy because of that process mm-hmm. and. Instead, at least everybody I've talked to, all the tweets that I saw, people were just like, yeah, it's a blast. So, yeah, it's good for me. Hopefully, they'll have they lodged out what their DLC will be, or are they pretty secretive about uh, what Oh, man, they did. I, I, I kind of went on, like, because here's the thing is, like, I previewed it twice. I put seven hours into it. I was like, okay. Like, just for my own enjoyment and for coverage in the future, I kind of just went black yeah. on the title. Uh, yeah. I just was like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to... I'm not going to research way to do anymore. It. Yeah, I was like, okay, I've done my work. Last previews in. I've played probably more than I really should have. Uh, I want to be able to enjoy this, but I also want to be able to like have a fair approach. So I, I, I know they announced content plans for after launch, but um, I, I don't know what they are. I think they said first story expansions in December, maybe. Might oh, that's not too far away. Might have to double check me on that. Something's happening this year. I know something something might be happening in November for free. I don't know if you're looking it up now or not, but um, something's happening soonish for for Borderlands. So that's pretty good. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's going off pretty quick. Um, mm, gotcha. I think I think their first patch will definitely be optimization. But now I'm a little curious. Borderlands. It just seemed like with this world uh, that. Um, that uh, it'll be easier for them to do DLC with different worlds and stuff. Seems like, you know, they could do some pretty shivering aisle sized DLC and stuff. Yeah, I mean, the hub areas are very big. Very big. All right, so uh, the fall-winter 2019 calendar. uh, Let's see here. Okay, I see what it is. I don't see when. Following the recent Borl- I'll just read what, what GameSpot says. Following the release, uh, Borderlands 3 will get a Halloween-themed limited-time event called Bloody Harvest. Uh, the event will include thematically spooky activities and side missions, and completing these will allow you to unlock unique rewards. Later in the year, a much larger expansion called Molly Wan Takedown will release. This expansion adds a whole new map to Borderlands 3, and the area will contain brand new enemies, a never-before-seen boss, and powerful oh. weapons and rewards. Both Bloody Harvest and Molly Wan Takedown will be free. Um, finally, before 2019 ends, Borderlands 3 will receive its first of the major DLC expansions. These larger expansions are not free, but they will include a lot more content than the free add-ons. Uh, DLC will also be included in the season pass, so pre-ordering the Super Deluxe Edition unlocks all the content automatically. Uh, like the free da- add-ons, this DLC adds new side missions, enemies, and loot, but it also expands on 3's campaign missions, um, or 3 with campaign missions that act as a sequel to the game's story. 
Um, and the description that they have for the content calendar for DLC one just says included with season pass, new campaign add on details to be announced. So they announced more details for the free stuff first, which I kind of like. Um, I, I can respect that because they're they're not at, they're asking they're pretty much saying like here's what you can get for free spend your money later almost is there any bore uh is there any like battle royale modes planned like 16 versus 16 or something uh, no and stuff? i don't think there ever will be because randy pitchford said like right when they first revealed the game at that like catastrophic packs event that they were like hey we're not doing battle royale that's not our thing so gotcha. unless it's something that they have down the pipeline later as far as i know they they are not doing that um, but what I wanted to do is what we promised last week. We're tying in patron questions to these topics. Um, Natural Calamity had a question about RPGs. And so I wanted to throw this in here because we were talking a lot about Greedfall in this section of the podcast before we move on to news. Uh, in RPGs, do you make decisions as yourself or as a separate character and why? For me, trying to separate myself from my decisions is difficult and I feel guilty. <laughs> 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 See, I, I feel like I let video games be that that way to tap into, you know, like for example, if I was Evil Maddie, what would Evil Maddie do? Evil Maddie wouldn't give a single fuck. So it's like, okay, that's how I'm gonna do it. So I'm I'm always choosing as myself. The first playthrough is always not like I'm gonna be good, I'm gonna be bad. It's like, what would I do in this situation? And sometimes you fuck up. <laughs> evil Carrick is is Carrick. It is Jeremy. <laughs> I'm not lying. I, I I make no bones about it. I'm usually pretty evil. Um, <laughs> I do. I will base my if I like a character, I'll help mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. But I will say, one. Um, it's that's for the next games, the next times I play it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I do play it a second time, um, one of the I've told you this multiple times, but one of the best things I ever found was that role playing sheet that the guy made, where you like roll up three or four <clears throat> attributes and you play those, even though the game isn't prepped for it. Mm-hmm. So, like, you could play Mass Effect 3 as a racist against, you know, the Geth. Or, sorry, not the Geth, but, like, Rex's race. And you have to choose Krogans, the... Yeah, Krogan's. You have to choose whatever options seem like they make the most sense. Like, I'm never going to take Rex on a job because I don't want to be near him. Those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So those are fun to do. But when it comes to the normal game, it just depends. Because I would say I played Greedfall mostly nice. But if something sets me off, I, I do hold grudges in games. Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah. Because I held grudges against the natives in Greedfall. A certain thing happens, and I'm just—I like, know what part you're talking. I think I know. Exactly. I'm gonna, Is it a side quest? Um, yeah. And I'm like, I'm gonna bury all of you fuckers for the rest of the game. <laughs> like, I'm gonna bury every fucking one of you. And uh, oh, I, I guess you were talking about the same thing. Hold on. Oh, you're gonna type it? Yeah, I'll just type and, the name. Um. Uh. Hold yes. On. Yeah. Yeah. The tribe leader. <clears throat> Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. So I was just like, "You're fucked. You're all <laughs> fucked." And uh, that's the way. That's, that's the way I play. Point. I I never feel guilt in a game though. Like all, well, rock, yeah, you know, you know why? Not only that, Maddie, but half of the games have you starting out smashing people's shit and stealing their stuff while they're standing there. Mm-hmm. Until they figure out a way to like stop a lot of that stuff from happening, um, it it, it still feels really gamified to me. Yeah, Dragon's I mean, Dogma like, starts out with you smashing boxes right in front of people and just wearing their shit. And you're talking to... It's so audacious that I'm just like... Eh, look, what whatever. are the most original, like, popular video games of all time, Pokemon? How'd you, like, walk into people's front doors, into their house, <laughs> just to talk with them? And they would exchange yeah. with you in friendly conversation. So, 
It has yeah. been gamified since day one. I don't see it ever changing. Don't feel guilty. It's a video yeah, game. Don't feel guilty. It's fun just to make choices and and if you make a wrong choice, just roll. The best thing you can do because because Greedfall does allow saves coming, which I like, uh, and I was guilty of it as I learned the systems early on. But the best thing you can do when the choices just start rolling and like the, the story's taking its own path, don't feel bad. Just like let it take you away. You know that's the that, coolest that's part. That's what I do. That yep, is absolutely exactly. the coolest part. It's so easy to get caught up in like wanting to perfect your playthrough because you want it to go a certain way. Save that for later, you know, when you have like an actual goal. But for now, like let the choices take you on a on a journey. I think that's organic. The, yeah, is the best way to play a game. You know, I just I've feel like treat it like that. life that first time. You can't rewind life, so like you make a choice, you fuck up. All right, learn from it and see what you can do better next time. See if you can undo it. If not, video games that do RPGs right often don't let you undo it. So. uh Best of luck to you in Greedfall, I will say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Greedfall doesn't have a lot of turnaround points. No. If there's a choice, be you know, think about it. You know, mm-hmm. of, of what you want to do. The best is when you're hit with a choice, and then you're just and like it doesn't have an option to walk away. You're like, shit. <laughs> yeah, or especially in there, you get two choices in. You do that first choice, and the narrative keeps going, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, there's no like I'm I'm vested now. Yeah. There's no I've 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 bought my stocks. So I got to ride this price out. <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's ridiculous all right it's time we get into the gaming news carrick after an hour and 23 minutes of just talk so what i want to do oops hold on i wrote down the right timestamp. what i want to do carrick is introduce to you the secret news i was telling you about so oh yeah well. normally what i do ladies and gentlemen for every show i'll send carrick a dm and i will i will brief him on what we're talking about he'll add in whatever he wants to talk about and uh, we'll go from there. But this time around, I was like, look, this one news bit is just too good. I can't tell you it. I'm going to trust that you haven't heard about it. And we're just going to roll with the punches. Carrick was kind enough to oblige me. So I'll start off by reading. <laughs> KFC is making a game. No, I Co- know it. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> continue to read it. This is All amazing, right. by the way. Continue. Called, I love you, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> a finger licking good dating simulator. This game features nine lovable characters, multiple hours of playthroughs, dating Colonel Sanders, secret endings, secret recipes, cooking battles, battle battles, earn a degree in culinary school, 11 herbs and spices, cute miniature food, and is officially created by AFC, I said AFC, (laughs) too much football, KFC. Release date says coming soon, and it's only listed on PC. How fucking unreal. Not only that, I can add something to that. KFC oh, has announced their very first phone. Wait, what? Go look it up, bro. Go what? look it up. It's got Colonel Sanders on the shell. It it comes loaded with special Colonel Sanders uh, applet apps, and it's real. KFC I saw phone. this. Yeah. Hold on. KFC made a phone. This is a video. Hold on. KFC's iPhone killer has arrived. This is 2017. Oh, no, there is one from this morning. Hang on. See if I I can send you a link. Let's see here. News. Yeah, I can't find this. Uh, Give me one second. Yeah, here we go. Oh, no, this is from a year ago. Oh. It it was, yeah, it's 2007. So, yeah, you're right. So, it's just the, uh, there's the link. Yeah, so it's probably the same link you've got. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah. KFC, look at the red it's, and Colonel Sanders on the outside. It's just... Wow. That's like a legitimate phone. Wow. It's Why? a legitimate phone, and I sort of want it. 
to be honest. Wow. <laughs> I would love to walk into a group of friends and be like, because uh, I love KFC anyway. Be all, hey, I man. I KFC in years. Can you believe that, though, that they're making a game? On eBay. The fact that... Oh, they've got them already. For... Oh, yeah, of course, because it's a Chinese one. 30th anniversary, 5.5-inch, 5 5.5 720p display, Snapdragon 435 system on a chip, 12-megabit camera, 3 gigabytes of RAM, 32 of storage. Fingerprint sensor on the back. The sensor shares the back with a laser-etched Colonel Sanders logo on the special edition phone. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Hold on. I'm trying to find this phone on eBay. I don't know if anyone's selling it or if everyone just... Collect it. Yeah. I wouldn't sell that fucking thing, man. No way, yeah, not in a million years. typing in KFC phone and, and <laughs> nothing's coming up. It's just like phone cards, smartphone wallet. Oh my gosh, man. What the hell? Someone's selling a Britney Spears 2002 Thailand ad leaflet flyer. What Somebody will buy that too. At 22 bucks. Buy it now. Shipping for seven bucks. But yeah, the, the game is crazy, man. There's a bunch of stuff. It, it's just, it blows my mind. It blows my mind, KFC. But you know what? Let's be honest. I grew up at a time when Burger King had the King, uh, the Sneak King games, mm -hmm. where you were stealthing and hiding and scaring people. So it's not unheard of. Uh, cool Spot was a 7-Up-based game. Um, yeah, some, I think Coca-Cola a, a runner, running man game. Coca-Cola made a game. Yeah, Pepsi, Pepsi Man. Pepsi Man. That Pepsi Man. That's what it was. Pepsi Man was a game. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not unheard of. It's just it, it always feels like it's unheard of. Until you, and when you see the announcement for the KFC game, they're taking that shit serious. Yeah, like, like the it's pictures like, look like any other dating sim. I'm like, wait, hold up. <laughs> and you date Colonel Sanders, which, uh, by the way, Colonel Sanders, the real one, total freak. I had an ex-coworker. Her mom worked at KFC when he worked there, the original Colonel Sanders. Wow. And they have a pit she had a black and white picture of Colonel Sanders French and her mom in front of her dad. Oh my god, bro. <laughs> they got they got married and Colonel Sanders was very social at that time and it shows her mom and Colonel Sanders is just like mom. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, dating Colonel Sanders, baby. I'm yeah. on it. All right, so you can you can experience something you saw in a picture, I guess, in this game. Yeah, so. No, thank you. <laughs> but I will I will I will probably get the game to be just for shits and giggles. Oh, that's what they're totally banking on. I think a lot of oh, people yeah. are going to popularize this game just by Hey, let's let's give it a shot. Why yeah, not? I mean, I, I don't even know what the quest would be. Like, do you search for the 11 herbs and spices? All right, so Story time. I had a friend, a group of friends, who told me this game called Hotsiful Boyfriend was actually good. Like, oh, it's actually a good game, Maddie. Give it a shot, seriously. It's a pigeon dating simulator yeah. published by Devolver Digital. I played nine hours of this game. <laughs> I could not fucking stand this game. I, oh, you played nine hours, though. Uh-huh. Not because I liked it, but because I was like, all right, I'm four hours in. Guys, when does it get good? Just play till the end, Matt. I'm like, okay. Wow. Okay. Like, I trust they set you guys. You up. Yeah, they did. They, they were laughing at the end. They were like, mm, it's not good. We just kind of Untrustworthy bastards. Yeah, I was pretty heartbroken. So I was like, that's nine hours of my time. I will never get back. At one nope. point, a fucking pigeon has a gun. It's insane. There's, like, one, one part in the story that's, like, yeah, this one part in the story, it's, like, with the person in the library that I was, like, oh, that's kind of sad. Like, it has a moment or two. Um, 
but good God, man. Uh, that That's what it reminded me of. When I saw the picture of him and I saw the text box, I was like, this looks like that game. That cursed game. There's that other one, Dream Daddy. Did you ever hear that Oh, my one? God. That one's super popular, yeah. Yeah, super popular dating sim. So I think that one's just gay dads, though, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. gay gay single dads or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're good <laughs> hey, They're good ideas. Whatever I mean, they work, like. too. I, I just honestly, when I was when I was looking at the KFC one, I was like, all right, I'll try this. Because <laughs> part of me just enjoys them. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Just like deep down, really deep down. Anyway, that was the news I wanted to surprise you with. Now let's move on to actual news, like Tokyo Game Show, what's happening, which is happening this week, rather. Uh, I have a slew of news. I'm just going to list them all off, and we'll just pick from the uh, the bucket of Tokyo-based news. Uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot will be launching January 17th, 2020. Uh, it extends to the Boo Saga, we now know, thanks to a brand new gameplay snippet. Neo 2 and Final Fantasy VII Remake both received excellent new trailers. Death Stranding showed off 50 minutes of gameplay, and Resident Evil Project Resistance, a 4v1 Resident Evil game, was officially revealed as it had been previously leaked, and it's playable on the show floor there. We don't see really any raw gameplay, just impressions, which people have said it's it's solid. Um, so out of those news, and maybe something I missed that you may have heard, what would you like to start off with from the Tokyo Game Show? Death Stranding. Yeah, I figured as much. So Death Stranding in the video... It dawned, two things dawned on me. First, he takes a bath with the baby in dirty mud water in the trailer. I watched it all. Mm-hmm. watched all 45 minutes. You got this baby bobbling around in like a Calcutta sewer. I don't know where they're taking a bath, but it looks like a bunch of people took a dump in it prior. And I'm just like, <laughs> this is just getting crazier. But then it dawned on me, if you can pee outside to save, can you pee on the baby? And so I know that the very moment I get this game... I'm going to spend 90% of my time trying to piss on everybody. Like, that's the legit first thing. I, th- I thought about it this morning. I'm like, I cannot wait. I don't want the game. I think the animations are starting to look poor. I think we're starting to... Like, he's got, like, a backpack that's, like, nine feet long, and then he gets in a car without taking it off, and it, like, clips through the back. I Like, I have no clue where this game is going. Like, what quality they're aiming for. Um, but I'm super interested in it just from the possible train wreck this thing looks to be. And to me, yeah. seeing that video and seeing that this... We're pretty close to final release. We're certainly Two close months, to... I think. Yeah, we're certainly close to them going gold and, and getting it, it wrapped up. I don't know, man. I don't... I just... I'm not... I don't look forward to it in a gamer sense. I look forward to it in a just uh, what the F is going on sense. Uh, from both a development standpoint and just as a game. So I'm yeah. really interested in that. I'm I'm in the same boat. And uh, so is Lee Martin. He posts a patron question. What do you make of Death Stranding? Because to me, I still have no idea what they're doing. Uh, yeah, Lee, I... I agree. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched uh, about half hour of it. I was just about getting ready to go to bed. I saw it was live on YouTube, so I watched uh, a decent amount of it. It was designed to show off the gameplay loop. The one thing I was... I'll start off positively because I feel like I've really cranked on this game a lot. Um, one thing I really did like is when the action picked up, um, they ran into those mystical creatures. And yeah. uh, he started shooting them with like a bolo's gun and was wrapping them up. Uh, but then he got taken away and you saw him sort of going through like black water, we'll call it. And uh, he came up and he had to do like a boss fight. And I was like, oh shit, this is kind of crazy. And, and it was like a pretty epic dynamic moment. 
that once he took down the boss, it settled down. It showed the sort of co-op element in the game, um, where like another player came in and started to help and give supplies. Um, I thought that was really really neat. But uh, outside of that, when he pulled up on an enemy camp, it kind of reminded me of Metal Gear Solid Five with less features. Yeah. He was doing some stealth attacks. He used the bull's gun again. It looked very limited in that manner. Um, and then, yeah, he also, started driving around. I don't know. It looked very sandboxy, it, but then his, not. His fucking piano wire attack was one of the jankiest-looking animations. I actually saw Twitter before I saw the video. People were like, what, is, what are the animations? What is it doing right now? And it's like mm-hmm. him grabbing this wire to garrot somebody. And they're, like, clipping through each other. And I'm just like, what in the hell is happening? Especially only two weeks away. Yeah. So, I don't know. Or two months, I apologize. Right. Um, no, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't I, like. It, there's some stuff that looks cool. I think it's just going to be one of those games that's, like, the solitary, you know, what is it like to be a solitary person in a unique world? And almost Dark Souls in the mid we talked about, like, mystery mm-hmm. and not really knowing. I have a feeling for at least 90% of that game, it, it'll be, like... We're just throwing you into it. There probably won't be any expositions. There probably won't be any long, drawn-out narratives. It'll be more about just experiencing this fucking weird world um, and sort of uncovering odd things you can do. Because I'm sure he's hiding some stuff, obviously. Yeah. Um, But he put, like, two ladders down, and they treated it like it was some amazing thing. And I was just like, whoa, this is... I, I just don't know what's happening right now. Yeah, I mean, you're delivering packages... Uh, yeah, linking, yeah, he, I saw that. Parts of the United States from, I think it's east to west you're going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, didn't it say he's following in the footsteps of the president's daughter who yeah. did the trip yeah. prior or something? Yeah, I, I don't know if she failed or not. I'm guessing she failed. Yeah, and he's figured maybe he's tra- maybe you're tracking down the larger mystery of where she, what, I, I what's just, happened. <laughs> I can't help but say he reminds me of 76's story. It really does. You're literally following oh. in the footsteps of the overseer. And kind of trying to do what they couldn't do. It, it's hilarious. It really is. Um, I imagine it'll be better than that, of course. But um, I just... I can't understand... I can understand the intrigue. I can't understand excitement for this game, though. Because nothing it's shown me has been exciting. Like, oh, this is, looks new. This It looks very different. Um, I would I agree with you that the boss battle looked cool when the creature, the four-legged, like, giant rhinoceros hippo thing, was leaping onto different platforms. They were moving in the water. Like, it looked yeah. like things were um, off-kilter and, like, affected by weight uh, on the platforms. That could be... That could be fun. Uh, but I I don't know what's between that. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot Mystery. of running. Um and I know sometimes tension isn't delivered well over a live stream, so like maybe yeah, those moments true. where those creatures appear that could take you to that boss, you know what's happening on the other end if you do get taken away, so you're like, oh shit. You know, like you just freeze up. Like maybe it's a little bit different when you're in your room doing that. But I I can't really say I'm I'm into this. I'm gonna hopefully review it, but I I can't say I'm digging what I'm seeing right now. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes I don't know what I'm seeing. Which I guess is cool. You know, that's one thing. Uh, There's few games in the world where they're this filled with, like, what the fuck. So, at the very minimum, it'll be cool to get a game like that. Where Mm -hmm. I have a feeling everybody who gets a review copy, if anybody does, I don't know how he's going to do that. Because he's... Uh, Am I I glitching? No, you're good. 
sorry, on my side, I'm having issues. It, it comes and goes since okay. this update. Um, but uh, it'll be interesting to see, like, what everybody's impression are, who gets the game and, like, plays for the first, like, five hours. Mm-hmm. I just have a feeling there's going to be a lot of people who are just like, oh, it's an indie ga- it's indie, so it doesn't need to make any sense. And then other people are being like, it's an indie, it still needs to make some sense. And and the arguments that go about that. That'll be fun to see. I'm just afraid that it's gonna be sort of like uh Breath of the Wild, I think of Mario Odyssey, where when you lay down some legitimate criticism of the game, like a lot of people just kinda of harp on you. Oh, sure. Little afraid of that because you know I don't think it'll be boring per se. I think it'll be intriguing and engaging when you have your hands on it to some extent. I think, or I think I should say, it has the potential to do that. But I, I'm afraid because a lot of people are like really psyched about this one because it's Kojima, and I just keep warning people. I'm like, just be careful. But um, yeah, I, I just get a little worried that you know when you start to lay down the the facts that people are going to be like, no, no, it's Kojima. No, and it's like, come on, guys, like let's let's be a little yeah. reasonable here. You know, I'm not I'm not saying it's going to be a bad game, but I think there I I I, th- I feel this is the first Kojima game that on the surface you can look at and go like, okay, we we should we have legitimate things that are going to be discussed. Like, yeah, you know, th- we saw 15 minutes of gameplay. That's like. Not Everyone, a small amount. Yeah, I was going to say, everyone will argue that, that Cyberpunk, when we saw that loop, we were like, okay, that's enough to know about what's happening in this game. I think the same applies for Death Stranding, especially when it's two months off. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Very yeah. much so. Yeah, so we'll see with Death Stranding. Was there anything else from Tokyo Game Show you were uh, interested in? Final Fantasy VII Remake trailer, maybe? No, didn't even see that yet. Um, I saw the one they did. What was that? Was that E3? Where they yeah. showed him fight the octopus guy. I saw that, and I sort of know what to expect now, so I'm not jumping in. Like, I'm smart. Once it comes out, it comes out, and I'll play it. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks excellent. So, Tokyo Game Show, I guess the only thing I'm really interested in, because I like the original, was Neo. I do like that game a lot. And so, or Noah. That's great. It depends on who you are and where you go on that pronunciation. I've always thought it was Neo. What is it? I thought it was Neo, but some people right. are trying to tell me it's Noah. Noah? Yeah. A lot how? of people were. I don't know. I don't Extra know. Maybe letters. I'm being close-minded now, but how? Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but uh, I like the first one and a lot, and I'm a big, like, Japan, Japan like, medieval weapons, Kirisagama and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So I, I, I'm really stoked for that. And that's earlier than I thought. I think they said early 2020. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. I think at the end of that trailer, it says that. Early 2020. That's awesome. So, yeah, 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 it's cool. Yeah, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot caught me off guard with how early it's coming. Mm, um, January yeah, 17th, true. I was like, damn, that's like four months away. And that's one I'm psyched about, just as like a lifelong DBZ fan. And like, it's my, it's literally my favorite franchise. I love Dragon Ball. So just to see a new take on Dragon Ball Z, and and more so than anything, it's to be able to just live in that world. Like we've seen the story a million one times. I'm not that excited about that. It's it's just to be able to be in that world and experience what they say, experience life as Goku, like doing yeah. side quests and fishing and cooking and just an RPG. I, I just think that's awesome. I think it'll have kinks. It looks like it already does uh, in the terms of like exploration and maybe repetitive yeah, awesome combat, but. Uh, um, it just it looks fan servicey, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that pans out. Resident Evil, though, did you get a chance to look at the gameplay trailer that uh, <laughs> yeah. that came out for the Project Resistance? 
I did. I, I'm not a big fan of that async kind of gameplay anyway. One versus multiple. Mm-hmm. I like the idea that somebody was telling me it's like you're a zombie, uh, a, like a smarter zombie or something like that. So, uh, yeah, you, one of the you characters like go is. room by room, spawning and setting up traps, and then you could play as uh, Mr. X. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, Mr. X would be cool. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, oh, I'm I have no problem with spinoff whatsoever. Like I'm a big fan of the Yakuza idea where they're doing that with Yakuza. Hey, if it works, it works. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. So I'll be into it, but I will say I do feel like it's got a very Metal Gear Solid. Uh, what was that game that sucked with the zombies? Oh, my gosh. What was um, the name of that it one? It came out last year. Uh, yeah, that came and went. Holy crap. Yeah, and I have the, it feels budget to me. What I saw looked yeah. really budget in those in that trailer. It was like the like same engine as two, but there was like jank. Yeah, so that, that was I, – I saw it. I was interested in it a little bit, but it certainly it didn't do a lot to make me go, oh, man, this thing looks amazing. You know, look that up. No, I'm looking up. Yeah, the 2018 Metal Gear game. Survive. Yeah. Metal Gear Survive. Yeah, t- split-off games can be amazing. They really can. It just depends on how they're performed and what they're trying to do with $10 it. $10 at Walmart. Wow. That's about 15 too much. Mm-hmm. Did you play that to completion? Good. No, fuck no. Okay. Yeah. No, only played about four or five hours and then turned it off. I was like, I'm done. Because yeah. I got it after a review. Um, Props are even picking period. it up at that point. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've Holy done crap. that twice now. Once last year and once this year. I did yeah. it this year with Blair Witch, and that was a disaster. Really? Probably, yeah. Wasn't a fan of Blair Witch at all. Yeah. <laughs> this last, but, but again, horror, it's hard. Yeah, hard, I've you seen know, people gonna... go back and forth on that one. So I've seen I... some really good stuff. I've seen, like, eh, it's all right. Yeah, that game is I can't get into the the, uh, the horror holding a camera thing, like Outcast or Outlast, Outcast. Yeah, Outlast, Outlast. Yeah, yeah they did that, and then um, now we're seeing Blair Witch do that, and I'm just like, okay, I'm not... I'm... Didn't Amnesia do it, too? One and two, Amnesia, the ones where you're in the Asylum. Oh, yeah. You're always in an Asylum. What am I saying that for? Yeah. But... Every game seems like it's doing that now, but I thought Amnesia might have done that as well. I could be wrong. Maybe they didn't. I thought they. I just remember. Was it Cry of Fear? Cry of Fear. I think Cry of Fear is the name of the free-to-play game on Steam. Horror. No, I didn't play it. Oh, that but it's creepy. the same way. That one's creepy. Oh, it's, it's creepy. Got, it's got a really, it's got a really cheap jump scare in the beginning. But what I played, I played it on stream once, and it was. It, I mean, I'm, I'm an easy, I'm an easy fucking target. Like, like you want to scare someone, and and get your typical YouTube reaction, maybe not as extra and overzealous, but like the legitimate, like oh, like that, like yeah, you'll get that out of me. Like, I, no, I don't even do it to sell it to the camera. I'm just like very, I get anxious with those games so easily. Like, <laughs> oh my god, the fact that I got through Resident Evil two and and seven, <laughs> like Resident Evil 2's playthrough as Claire gave me fucking anxiety. Oh, did just it? Getting chased around by Mister X a fuck time. I think. Get, I think getting chased gives can certainly give me anxiety. I'm not a big seven jump scare did that fan, so well. but seven I think did a good job. Yeah, yeah seven, seven. Oh my god, seven will probably go down as that game that just to me never gets right. Re- even though it got pretty good reviews, just won't get the recognition because it was a western style. You know, yeah, it's a, shame. it's a shame. But I, it is. It is. All right, with all the news now done. We can move our attention to some quick patron questions. We didn't have many, and then they all flooded in literally half an hour before the show. So, 
Let's get started. We answered a couple that were relevant during our show topics, like I had promised. Um, so let's get going with... Hold on. This whole thing reset. Coleman. What degree makes you a more qual- or better qualified game developer? Computer science, psychology, or game design? He also asked what traits make one, too. So it seems like Coleman's interested in, in becoming a game developer. I know Sleeve, who's a game developer in my channel, he would say game design. Like anything from one of the... Sense, right? Yeah, yeah, psychology would certainly make sense depending on what particular game you're making, but it wouldn't be as transferable moving from game to game. I was going to say, yeah, that, that would limit your skill set. I, yeah. I would say game design makes the most sense because then you just have a, a broad knowledge of separate things, and once you get assigned to a studio, you, you sort of hone your craft, I'd say. And I think most of the producers I talked to probably went for that. Mm-hmm. Or business, strangely enough, because producers handle every aspect of a game. Mm-hmm. Art is another one. Like your lady that you like uh, so much from Bethesda who left. Ikumi. Um, she just left. Yeah, I believe uh, she has a big like art background. Art is a huge deal, too, because you have to control mm-hmm. what everything looks like in a game. Music. Yeah. Pretty much anything that goes in entertainment. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I think for the bigger drawn-out ones, though, game design would give you the most skills yeah. for bouncing around say, in this day and age. Yeah, because then you could do models, you could do level yeah. design, enemy design. Uh, there's there's just so many different parts of game development. It's it's crazy. Uh, as for traits, that's sort of up to you, Coleman, because, uh, you know, passion certainly one of them, but you have to have that passion. You can't just be told, like, you need passion to be a, yeah, a game dev. Yeah, that's a trait. Yeah, like, like just... that's... That's something that, like, it, that's what I'm saying. It's up to you. Like, you got to be able to know why you're you're chasing this career. That would be my uh, adult advice to you. Yeah, same. All right. Kettlecorn. You guys were talking about sports games last week, and I just want to share my thoughts. I agree with you guys that the current yearly model for sports games is a complete joke. Not only is the dev cycle too short for any real change to be made for each iteration, it also incentivizes developers ignoring problems with their games, so next year they can fix yeah. it and present it as a new feature. There are a few sports games that do it right. Here's a, well, here's a, here's a, holy shit. NASCAR Heat uh, releases at $60 every other year with a $10, uh, with $10 between uh, year expansion packs that adds new drivers, cars, and skins. UFC also does every other year and is constantly adding new fighters. It'd be amazing if other sports titles would take up a model similar to this. With that, I'd highly recommend you give NHL another shot. Good fucking luck with that one, Kettlecorn. Um, this year brings some insane changes to the gameplay specifically. It's almost unbelievable. They also have threes and ones hockey, so they really have a mode for everyone. If anyone listening likes hockey or has any interest at all in playing, I think this is the year to pick it up. I'm going to suggest you ignore Kettlecorn. <laughs> I'm kidding. You guys can check it out for yourself. Uh, NASCAR Heat, that actually caught my attention. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's like the ideal model. Every other year, do an expansion pack, and then new releases do new shit. I kind of look into yeah, that. Yeah, NAS- NASCAR Heat's not bad. I have the new one that just came out, and um, it's got some issues, uh, especially because those games are slow when you think about them, like especially NASCAR, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of drifting and then finally passing something. So it depends on your patience level and AI and how they work. But overall, that one and F1. Uh, even though I think F1 is yearly, from everybody in my... I have a bunch of Discord fans who are racers, and a lot of them like the new F1. Uh, because there's, like, Nemesis, almost like uh, Shadow of the... Uh, Lord of the Rings, Shadow of the Mordor. Shadow yeah, of Mordor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you know, remember the nemesis? You chop their head off and they mm -hmm. fucking come back as like, you know, whatever. Um, they That's have that ghost. in racers. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it felt like. But they um, they have Nemesis. They have, like, uh, Team AI and stuff. That's it. From I, from what I've seen, a lot of people are liking that. Hmm. I would agree every other year, minimum. Yeah. Or ma uh, maximum, I guess. No, minimum. Yeah, minimum. That's interesting. I, I didn't know UFC did every other year. I, I disagree with him on UFC doing good, though. UFC changes. So th every year they change their... Like a decline. Yeah. Yeah, every year it changes its ground game, and they can't figure it out. They never have, other than, like, the Dreamcast at a UFC with a pretty good ground game. And this last one Dreamcast. was ridiculously bad. Yeah, admittedly, that was the... I own the Dreamcast version of UFC and, like, two other games. Only because I love the UFC one so much. Oh, my gosh. Um, but, yeah, they had new fighters and stuff, but I don't necessarily think their graphics have improved enough to where you could say the two years have mattered. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't see that big jump, you would think two years might get you instead right. it's fairly small jump in graphics and right. instead it's gameplay changes uh destroy the grave asks if you have the power to morph into any animal what animal would you be and why what would it be and why mm-hmm fucking i know do you have one not yet fucking i got one for sure platypus what <laughs> platypus man craziest fucking creature in the world and looks like a beaver and a duck fucked and had a kid, but also has poisonous stingers. So, oh, shit. you'd give me hugs, and then if I didn't like you, I'd kill you. I think it's a perfect <laughs> animal. I, platypus legit is my favorite animal. Like, by... Oof, that's, a, that's a woke it, choice. I don't know if I can compete with that. Dude, the platypus is so crazy that in, uh, fucking explorers did not believe it was real. They were calling people frauds for saying this was... They thought it was like stitched animals. It's got a duck bill, lays eggs, looks like a beaver, and poisons people. It's fucking awesome. Damn. Damn, that's that's really hard to match. You know, at first I'd Go say... Go with the typical lion or bear. Fucking bears kill everything. Yeah, I was thinking, like, dog. I was like, dude, you lay around, you get food, you get a pet. <laughs> right, if you uh, get a good... You know, free of responsibility. Owner, who's not a Twitch streamer. Yeah. Who true. won't throw you around. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking... The bear, yeah, the bear's a good one. Yeah, because, like, bear you know, you, awesome. you mind your own business. You're a nice, big, warm, fluffy guy. If someone fucks with your, your family, though, oh, my God. Sleep for someone. three months. Sleep yeah. for three months, but to come out yoked still because they yeah. don't lose muscle mass. Yeah, that's a that's a good deal there. That's a yeah, fucking that's good, a good ass deal. deal. <laughs> I would that's love that. <laughs> I would love to sleep after the review se season until, oh, like, E3 dude. and then come out jacked as fucked. <laughs> <laughs> like you've been that'd be awesome you go into like some kind of suspended animation you come out and you're just the rock yeah you're like let's eat some fucking pancakes dude <laughs> this is yoke that'd be amazing ready to review games i'm refreshed <laughs> let's do this all right uh that's an interesting name the master baiter the master baiter uh it's not master baiter like masturbation it's like he's master at baiting someone so congrats. Oh, this is I think uh, Johnson, or John uh, Johnsonville, something like that. I recognize his his avatar. I'm having a hard time playing older games that are viewed as all time greats, not due to graphics, but due to clunky gameplay and combat. I'll get a few hours in and realize I've been spoiled by the gameplay in modern games. Is Fallout New Vegas, most older Bioware titles, Oblivion, and others like it worth it for me to play despite not enjoying the core gameplay? Dude, gameplay hasn't changed that much since fucking Skyrim. 
Yeah, especially in the case of Oblivion. Right? Oblivion just has quicker animations. Or Oblivion, sorry. Yeah, exactly. And I don't. I think those are. They're not even that clunky compared to today. Yeah. Look at Greedfall. Would you honestly be able to argue that Greedfall, even though we like it, is a huge no. non? You know what I mean? Like. No. It's like on, it's on par with it's like Witcher. yeah I don't know it's, and that's that was like what four years ago <laughs> yeah right yeah, right so it's exactly right um, New Vegas I understand a little bit you know I I, I think um, when I was playing it for a couple of days for some streams the shooting was was so bad feeling that I just kind of relied solely on Vats what um, is it like robotic or or not robotic but like stiff or it, something. It's it's I wouldn't even say stiff. It's just the aiming's trash. You know, it's, it doesn't oh, okay. it doesn't feel good. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's it's strange. And well, I get let's why. Admit our f- oh, go ahead. I apologize. No, there was nothing more. I just I get why it's bad. I just you know, it it definitely feels off now. I was gonna say, would you not agree that our favorite game of all time is one of the jankies, which is Kotor? I mean, look at the animation for leaping into battles. You look like a fucking rubber doll just being thrown yeah. into it. Yeah, if you have like, jump attack, you just like literally teleport and land on someone. Yeah, yeah. and you're like, yeah. it looks like a, a bad drummer, and it's just, yeah, man. I, I think my jank. suggestion would be learn to enjoy some of the jank. Um, yeah, I think it adds a little it. personality to these titles because it just. I don't know if it sounds right saying it, but out loud, but it, it just feels like people actually worked on it because i feel like you know people are made of their successes and and the mistakes they make and i feel like when you see some mistakes on the surface like you know kotor 2 you know i'm starting to sort of shape into liking that as much if not more than the first one and um you know there are cutscenes that like you're you're Mm, in your imagination you could tell the developer was like now the jedi is going to jump in front of this other jedi to stop this attack but in all actuality you see the jedi who's attacking force push everyone does the same animation to get knocked on their back and then your jedi kind of like does the same like this walking animation and then steps in yep. and it's just like what the hell happened was that supposed to be like epic was you know or remember the shock animation in the kotor's like yeah Gah. yeah everybody has the same Gah. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah 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 and so i don't know i just kind of enjoy that 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 clunk clunkiness a little bit mm. uh clunkiness probably not the right word because I, I i don't like clunky combat but the jank in the terms of like you know, a little rough around the edges, I think, because um, you can see direction when it's good and when it's bad yeah. in a game. Um, you know, Anthem's well, a sign of like bad direction. Like that was just you not... returned to Jade Empire. What did you think? Not returned. I'm sorry. This was your first time in the last two years, right? When you played it. Yeah, first time ever. And yeah, that's one. What did you think of that? That's a perfect example, actually. No, I I liked it. I thought it. I guess I don't know. You have to be able to look at it through a lens, right? Like I have, you have to go in there knowing, like, oh, this is ancient. But I'm like, okay, this is a game from what was it, like 2006? Oh yeah, yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, expectations have to be in check. They were mostly blown away in the terms of combat animation, where you could like flip over people. I mean, it was exploitable mm-hmm. combat for sure. But, um, yeah, I was like, also looking at it as a case study. I was like, okay, this is kind of what led them to what Dragon Age 2 combats would eventually be. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think you should be able to try to look past some of these games because, like Carrick said, I don't think the gameplay has advanced that much, at least systemically, maybe smoothness in some areas. But, um, you know, even these old games get updated. Borderlands 1, Game of the Year Edition. Yeah, true. 
smooth as fuck. So that'd be my. And take. didn't you say that game got quality of life improvements too? It felt. I like thought it, you at told least. me. But I thought you told me, like, one of them had a mini-map that... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. It did get stuff like that. Sorry. I thought you meant still in the terms of movement. Oh, no. Apologize. Because there's a theory. I don't know if it's been confirmed yet that that they did something with the code. Because that game just plays way smoother. Oh, the field of view adjustment is there, which is new. Mm -hmm. uh, And that's way better. Yeah, it just... Oh, God. It plays so nice. Oh, gotcha. Holzer19 asks, Are either of you... Into stand-up. If so, what are your top three comedians? Bill Burr, George Carlin, and Rick Dukeman. Rick Dukeman's two of those are dead, now that I think about it. I don't watch stand-up. <laughs> Do you watch movies with stand-up comedians as their main characters? Have you ever done that? Like, Blue Streak had Martin Lawrence... It's a little, you would have probably not been old enough to watch that without your parents shitting, but <laughs> you know, um, but, uh, do you know what I mean? Like Chris Hart in the, with the rock, Chris Hart's done some movies. Um, uh, he's, he's, that can be legitimately funny in some movies. Hey, mm-hmm. uh, Robin Williams. No, Robin really. Williams. No, no, really. No. Oh, no, okay. I, I, uh, I try to tell people all the time. I always, yeah, I always surprise people with my lack of movie watching. Right. No, that is true. You've been actually pretty upfront about it. Um, yeah. Let me think. But it's just like, now you know. Now I want to know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I used to watch. What did I watch when I was younger? I don't even remember, man. So. I don't, I don't even remember. Do you. Okay. Um, okay. So, yeah. So, movies are sort of out unless it's like a blockbuster, right? I mean, like a, like a Avengers you might go see. <sighs> But it's in- it's more so lately in the last year and a half, I'll say I've been better at watching current shit, but I haven't gone back and watched a lot of old okay. shit. So it's like when people start calling back, you know, it's like really spotty, like really Yeah, spotty. and if you didn't watch Robin Williams, who, you know, only recently passed away, but did some big movies in the last decade, mm-hmm. then I would assume you probably don't watch him just because he's probably one of the premieres that you would have seen or chris hart like i said who in the last 10 years has sort of become mm-hmm. um big mama's house do you ever see those movies the with nope. uh no okay oh wow this is interesting so you um just trying to think of even a big what about jim carrey yeah so I'm trying to think of a movie for oh man he hasn't done a lot of those oh no you know what i'm mixing them up time. with i'm sorry I mixed him up for a second with Adam Not Sandler. Not even right. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, Adam Sandler to some people is a comedian. Have you have you liked some of his stuff? I thought Click was hilarious, but people fucking hate Click. I thought that movie like where he kicks Click up, is he, the he depressing the remote, one with the remote. The remote. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I guess because it, it did have those moments, but like I thought it was fucking hilarious when he like stopped time and just kicked some guy in the balls and smacked him in the face. Like that shit. I I, I have like such a tacky, immature sense of humor at times. Um, oh no, so, that would that is funny. Though. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just I get I get such a kick out of that. So, uh, but that's also because like as a kid, I thought that that like where he pauses time and like slaps his boss in the face, like <laughs> just, just that shit that sense we all, of desire, yeah, vengeance. You yeah, I was to gonna do, say right? that shit that everyone wants to experience. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I, I that's the only one that comes to mind. I cannot say Adam Sandler is like a favorite comedian of mine, but right. it's just uh, yeah, I just don't watch much. 
Because a lot of the humor I get is driven through, like, animation work. Like, mm-hmm. I thought Wreck-It Ralph might have been, too, sorry, Wreck-It Ralph 2 may have been one of the most relatable, hilarious movies I've ever seen. Because it, like, truly understood today's internet. Games. Yeah. And, and, like, people such as me and you. Yeah. I've never had a movie speak to me on such a level, uh, occupation-wise. And I was... My girlfriend turned it on just because sometimes she, when she wants to go to bed, she'll... Uh, she'll need to, to have, like, just sound on. It helps her. And so she's like, I'm going to put on this movie. She puts on Wreck-It Ralph 2. And so I'm sitting in bed. I'm just like, oh, this is pretty fucking funny. And, like, I, I end up putting down my Vita or my Switch probably. And I was just like, oh, I just got so wrapped up in it. I watched the whole thing. It was it was one of the funniest movies, man. I love that movie. But so that's the thing is I don't sit down and, like, watch a comedy a film. A comedian. Yeah, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll, like, get it through, like, an animation. I don't know. That's how it just I works. think that's pretty normal because a lot of people grew up um, learning about comedians via Toy Story. Because, like, mm. a lot of people didn't even know who, not Tom Hanks, but uh, Rick uh, Allen. Uh, what's his name? Um, Tim Allen? Tim Allen, yeah. They didn't know he did Home Improvement. It was too young for them. It was too young that's for me. That's a good show. Almost. I like that show. It is a good show. Um, and, like, His Last Man Standing is probably one of the funniest TV shows I've ever seen. And it's going right now. I mean, it is legitimately, like, I, I watched I watch that with my grandma, yeah. Dude, I love that show. So I can see why you would find Wreck-It Ralph like relay- relatable. And then, you know, some people probably go and go, who voiced that? And they that's how they get mm-hmm. into it. But I don't know if stand-up comedy is as popular unless you're on Netflix and you're looking for it as it used to be. Yeah. Because a lot of movies have it in it now. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Uh, Heretical Shark, we kind of answered your question. That's why I didn't include it in uh, the topic, because he said, what are your opinions on Resident Evil Resistance? We we got into mm-hmm. that, so that's why that was not really included, because we kind of knew it would be a part of the news. Rich Richard asks, if you guys never got into video game-focused YouTube channels for a living, what would you want to do for a job? writer i want to work with animals oh dude that'd be so fun well not in a vet though right not somewhere where you're killing them all the time no no but you're talking about like i originally um back in 2017 i remember i started at a crossroads my channel wasn't doing well i wasn't gonna leave but i uh, remember this yeah but yeah i i definitely had a lot more free time than i do now and I was struggling. I was like, fuck, like, I feel like I don't have much of a life outside of YouTube. And I remember I was going to sign up to volunteer at an animal shelter. And when I did, I I actually never even got a call back, which was strange. But I think everything happens for a reason because after that, my channel started to pick up. So I was like, okay, this was meant to be at this point in time. Um, but, yeah, I, I'd always want to work with animals in some way if I didn't do YouTube. I've always been a believer Um that's I'm not I've never been a guy who chases the dollar bill. You know, I need money to live and to eat and and to enjoy certain things, sure, but I've never been like I want to get loaded, baby. Like Yeah. I've never been that type of guy. I just care about having my friends, family nearby um and and just enjoying what life has to offer and I think animals are a big part of that. So I've always wanted to, you know, at some point in my life at least work with animals. Um originally what I was looking at was being a, a vet tech. Um that was something that I was considering as like a part-time job for a while um, and then moving it into full-time. But uh, it was just like I didn't feel like the timing was right. Uh, so that that was something I was interested in because I know vet tech sometimes has to, you know, like you kind of mentioned, like you get your hands a little dirty. But, yeah. Um, 
you know, I just, I, just, I just feel like that's part of the job at times. But, you know, like, what... I guess I feel like every facet of animal work is sad. Like, if I was an animal rescue, or rescuer, yeah, rather. Yeah, right, you right. See, you see some fucking horrible shit, man. And it, it can be dangerous, too. Uh, so, you know, that's where I kind of stand on that. There's a job that they were applying for. You can't get it a job as an American, which is too bad. But basically, you go over to Africa and you kill poachers. Wow. And... Yeah, I went there. And I'm a big anti-poaching, like, fanatic. I fucking, the idea of it makes, it makes my blood boil. And I, I, I will admit I legit started looking into that for a while prior mm-hmm. to doing Because I was, I'm so anti-poaching and people, like, what they do is ridiculous. Whether it's on sh- it's ships. It's fucking, it's revolting. And, like, the pure rage. I probably would have never passed a psychological exam. Because I'd be like... <laughs> Well, we'll capture them, and I'll be like, capture them? What the fuck are you talking about? We're not taking... We don't take prisoners where We'd I come from. We'd fall the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, animal stuff would be great. I don't know, dude. You're, yeah, you got more heart than me, because if I could not do a pet... Uh, I'm getting angsty thinking about uh, being a pet... Uh, a vet tech, because I couldn't mm-hmm. even handle, like, a dog coming in hurt. It would... I have a hard time going to the pound for my... Or not the pound, but, like, the vet with my own dog, because right. I always know... Even if I'm just going for a checkup for my dog, there's going to be somebody there, you know, dog's mm-hmm. got cancer or whatever, and that fucking, it guts me to the core. Yeah. So, you got you got more guts than me. I could never have done that. But like you said, they didn't call back for a reason. Yeah, exactly. So, Things you know, work out. Exactly, because after that, the channel picked up, and then I've really doubled down on what I was doing in 2018, started researching a secret project things really came together in like December where I knew it was going to happen. So I, I teased it saying like, Hey, like this is something that is going to happen sometime next year. Um, I originally said in the spring, but, uh, <laughs> you know, Hey, Hey, uh, let's just say paperwork's a fucking interesting ass thing. <laughs> yeah. No so, sure. uh, and by the way, this does not mean at all, like I'd be leaving my channel or anything. Carrick knows what it is. It, it's very much involves everything I've been doing and it's amounted yeah. to this. It's awesome. Um, and if you're a patron, you already know about it. But, uh, yeah, it's taken a while. It's taken a lot of effort, but I'm happy with the road I've, I've ended up on. But, yeah, if I were to not be doing this, I would be definitely going back to school, animal science, and, and trying cool. to get a, a job in animal work of some kind. Because here's the thing is I do so much video games, and I love it. You know, I'm amazed how, like, I, I just mentioned how I played 20 hours of Greedfall, 10 hours of 3. I've been working around video games a ton. We're doing a podcast about games, and I'm not tired of it at all like yeah, i'm more excited right. than ever uh, and it's just it's because like gaming's the gift that keeps giving but also i've definitely this year paced out my breaks a lot more you know I've, I've definitely given myself more time off so um i think that's a big reason why i haven't faced any real burnout lately uh fat ragnar he <laughs> asks do you two get the impression that cod fans don't know what they want I've been looking at recent first impressions of the Modern Warfare beta and I've heard very little good out of it. I don't really, uh, he says, I don't really and, so he forgot a word there. Fat Ragnar, please review your message before submitting. Gosh. I don't really and an interest, I'm going to say have an interest, in buying because I am neck deep in backlog hell. But I was just curious. I know it's a meme, but COD fans seem to always hate the newest release and it's made me question if they even know what they want. Here's the thing is, I wasn't a fan of the alpha, I haven't played the beta, but uh, if people are looking for change, I mean, a lot of that is in Modern Warfare, it seems. It is, it, it feels and plays a lot differently than any prior COD. 
my 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 motto from that is be careful what you wish for. Mm-hmm. Everyone want to change? They're getting it. Yeah, you, you, you just you just got it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, and new mm-hmm. fans may like it. New fans may come in. Um, I think we all remember something from our past, like that's happened multiple years, and that's Call of Duty is one of them. Yeah, where like you remember all the good parts from all of the separate ones, and you rate every new one on all of those positives. And I'm telling you, it's almost as bad as like rating your current girlfriend against all your past ones. She'll lose <laughs> every time. Because all you're remembering is those good things. Maybe you'll remember some bad things. Not in my you, case. <laughs> no, uh, not in your case. But not most cases. <laughs> most cases. Yeah. Uh, and and you get those you get those situations where you hold on to too many things. Mm-hmm. But I I personally what I saw looked interesting. I, right. I I I didn't know you didn't like the um, the alpha. Um, what I saw of the alpha looked highly like different. It looked. Uh, I saw the 2D or two versus two where mm-hmm. they were in that small room. And I just that don't think the to game me was meant to be played that way. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you could call it something else too, but I mean, overall what I saw there looked more interesting to me. Oh, cool. But, um, I haven't got hands on either. So. I have a beta code. Do you want it? I'm not going to play. No, I'll probably two it, days uh, early. Maybe. I think I've just skipped out on even covering it because didn't we get beta codes just like last week? I think I got yeah, a code in an yeah, email. Yeah, yeah, just in case I just, you didn't, I figured. I, I yeah, I sat on it because I just I don't know what to think of it, and I'll you know it's I'll just, just too jump much to in. play right now. To... There, it, it, it's so true. There is so if if we're not doing big games, I can tell you if Maddie's email is anything like mine, it's still filled with a bunch of people saying they're releasing games. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it can get a little overwhelming. You need to pick and choose. Yeah, exactly. Because I'd love to cover either Code Vein or The Search 2, and you're just like, two games in the same genre, what the fuck do I pick? You know? Yeah, right. It's it's tough. And especially, I'm still playing Greedfall for its review. Now that I have impressions out for that, I might just wait till I do a second run-through of that and, and experience both sides of the fence and give a more in-depth uh, yeah thought piece on that borderlands 3 i want to finish for a full review because i did the same thing impressions out on that because i didn't get a code early um so it's tough it's really tough um you really have to pick and choose and with the way those two games were handled pr wise it's put me in a position where it's like okay i may not review anything else except these two for the rest of the month uh, which is fine but that's just how it plays out sometimes Mike Fury gives us only three questions this time. So, Mike, I'll do you a solid, and we'll answer all three. Which one is better, AC Odyssey or The Witcher 3? I'm going to go with The Witcher 3. I love Odyssey, but uh, The Witcher 3 for sure. You're thinking. I know where you're going with this one. You wiggled the mustache, too. I know where he's going with this. Well, Odyssey's fun as fuck, and I don't remember having as much fun in Witcher 3, but I think Witcher 3 overall is probably better i like i think more probably more side quest grab me than the witcher and compared to yeah Mm -hmm. for sure except the dlc for odyssey has been well the dlc for witcher 3 is awesome yeah they're very tough but i would say witcher 3 probably just even just for the production value it's crazy odyssey had one side quest that was a legitimate like i i've i don't know i don't know if i've ever laughed as hard at a video game compared to this moment um you were doing some type of side quest and you were talking to someone and you were like antagonizing him 
and then you called him like a sheep or something like that. And when he was walking away, he was like, oh, fuck this. I don't need this shit. And like, he's walking away. And then you're, you, I was playing as uh, Alessandra and she was just like, bah, like that. And the guy like turns oh. around and a fucking fight just starts. Like he doesn't say shit. Like it just starts. I, I thought that was the most hilarious shit ever. That, that one got I, me good. They also have the one where the guy's in there fucking the, the sheep. He's got, oh, the, yeah. he's got the orgy. That's where I thought yeah. you were going, and I nah, did laugh at that. Him, I like yeah, that. Was le- funny too. Legitimately laughed. They had a lot of good, pretty. We were talking about humor, but Odyssey actually had a couple very funny side quest side quest things that occurred. The side quest was wasn't game. funny, but yeah, yeah. It, awesome. it just honestly, I think The Witcher is just uh, narrative wise gameplay. When you're playing yeah. the game, I think Assassin's Creed is way more fun and way more interesting across the board um the witcher just isn't that interesting to me when it comes to like mashing your attack button and then choosing sides i just i feel it's like one or the other not like a creative mix of both Mm -hmm. at least with assassin's creed it's like i'm gonna fucking spartan kick this guy off a cliff and send him like 20 miles far like i just that that feeling is uh, it's very it's like you said gamified we were talking about something else earlier yeah gamified and uh, i'm happy they kind of went with that route and just had fun with it so am i very much so uh, will Carrick ever cut off the beard, or will Maddie let his grow like Carrick's? My body won't allow that. I don't know if Carrick will ever shave his beard, though. <laughs> My body won't allow it. I, I, I mean, I, yeah, I could, because I didn't have one for years. But we weren't, we weren't, we weren't able to have them where I worked. So, mm. so now you're just enjoying that beard life. Yeah, you take good care of yours. You have a great looking beard. I can tell. Yeah, I do. I do. I, I try to. So I would say overall, probably yes, at some point, but. I'll trim it. There's been times where I have, sh- you know, shaved it close, where it's like five, ten o'clock stubble. But, really? <laughs> yeah, a, a couple times when I was starting the channel. But the problem with me is my beard grows fast too. So yeah, very so fast, like insanely fast. Yeah, at some point it's like trim it or fucking use a chainsaw and just get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And so for right now, I just yeah, no, I probably not, not for a long time. Favorite cartoon when you were a kid? Oh fuck, mask. Mask without a doubt mask mighty fighters who can save the day baby it was when transformers came out hmm. same company spongebob what about you really what about ren and stimpy were I, you uh was that no, prior to no, you? i didn't like that no it wasn't it was just around too that creepy time. <laughs> no i just spongebob oh. is is probably the only show i will i can quote top to bottom oh i'm, gotcha. I'm disgusting with that show it is that's it cool. is fucking insane like you know how people are with all movies that's how i am with just spongebob that's cool. Because <laughs> I watched a sickly amount of that show, and now it's like a giant meme factory for SpongeBob. So yeah, all the childhood memories just resurfaced. I was like, "Yep, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that." Just the delivery, the tone, the execution. That's a, that's one of my favorite shows of all time. I know that's very childlike to say, but it, it's just I think it's a fucking amazing show. It's so funny. Uh, on the other end of the spectrum, Black Dow's asking us favorite anime. Um, I enjoyed Record of Lotus War. That's old. My favorite anime is Dragon Ball Z. That's old. And yeah, but... Oh, Robotech. Not... What am I thinking? Robotech. Oh, or yeah. Mac Ross. I, I think we've talked about this, actually. Yeah. Yeah, those sure. would be my two. Let's keep it rolling, then, because we definitely have talked about this extensively. Yodeling Llama. Oh, he's got multiple questions. Bruh. Wow. Someone other than Mike Fury. Okay, well, Yodeling Llama has the last series of questions, and uh, we'll, we'll go through them all. 
If Disney were to buy Sony, do you think PlayStation would change in any way? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. They... And not for the better. <laughs> no, Disney actually just uh, sold their, or is planning on selling their last bit of their game division. Disney is definitely not behind games. They want other people to make them. Yeah, they did hire. Uh, they did hire John Drake, who did licensing for Sony, and mm-hmm. he showed his portfolio, and he has a pretty solid one. So they they got a good talent at Stop. Disney to yeah. handle the the relations, I guess, between yeah. developer and IP. We'll see what that produces, but um, yeah, outside that would of that, be a horrible buy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, Yodeling Llama also asks us, what obscure animes do we like? Uh, man, I'm trying to think. Uh, a lot of anime I go off of his friend recommendations. I'd say obscure-wise, uh, you have to give me a sec, because I have to remember the name. It was an incomplete anime. They like It was a summer anime. It was really good, and then in the middle, they cut out a whole part of the story, because it was an anime on, the bu- on a budget. And they didn't think it would be popular. And since the show was oh. already produced, yeah, this whole chunk of the story is just missing. It just straight up goes like episode ends, story. They don't even tell you story skipping. It just skips. Oh, just the, Yeah, I've never seen anything like it. Um, I think the name of the team you're on is called like Night Raid or something like that. My uh, answer is I just don't like anime that much. So other than Robotech and Macross, I think that's Samurai Champlui or whatever I watched mm-hmm. a little bit of. Akami Record got Lotus War. Sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt No, you. go for it. What's it called? Akami Got Kill. That's what it is. That is what it is, yeah. I always forget. It. 24 episode anime. I don't know if it would be considered obscure. I haven't watched enough to say I dive into that level. Because my, my philosophy, and it's why I also haven't watched a lot of movies, is games demand so much time. And usually, when I have that free time that could be spent watching a show or a movie, sometimes I do. Very rarely, but sometimes I do. But most times I'm like, I want to go back and play a game. You know? Yeah, right. Uh, like, I love, not that, I, that that people can't love games and movies, but I just love games. Like, I just want to play more games. Like, I'll start, like, I could watch a new show, or I could start a new playthrough on Greedfall and see what evil's like. And it's like, that's a whole new experience right there. Let me yeah. just go do that. Um, I could do better on balancing, for sure, though. Uh, the Simpsons, Futurama, or Rick and Morty? Man, I fucking adore The Simpsons, but I do have to say Rick and Morty's funny as fuck. That's one I want to watch. I've heard a lot of good things about Rick and Morty. I would say Gravity Falls beats them all, to be Gravity honest. Falls. Yeah, Gravity Falls is only three se- seasons of people. It, it, it's oh, it's phenomenal. Like, See, I haven't watched... I... Oh, sorry, you were going. Keep going. No, no, it's phenomenal. That was it. What were you saying? Hmm. No, I, I haven't watched much Simpsons. I've watched a little bit. I watched a lot of Futurama when I was younger um, because I was I used to. You couldn't have put Family Guy on this list because I thought Family Guy was the funniest shit for like eight mm. seasons. I, I loved that yeah. show. Um, as you guys can tell, I like cartoons. Like, I definitely. Yeah, me I just, too. I like watching shows with real people, but I think art has always been a thing since I was young. That's always just popped to me. I love art. I love art. That's why I'm also not why, but like one of the reasons I love my girlfriend. She is an artist. I love art. Uh, I think also the cartoons just, just um, they're different years too, Maddie. Like Simpsons is probably not as audacious as like let's say South Park. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people who watch Simpsons would be like, 
this isn't really that crazy. It was crazy at the time. Like, that shit would get you kicked out of school, you know, if you, like, showed up with a Bar Simpson shirt on. And now it's nothing. And yeah. then, you know, and then each one steps it up, I think. And Family Guy's been, you know, o- overturned by some other game or some other cartoon. Each cartoon goes a little farther and a little farther yeah. as well. And then, like you said, art matters. That's why I think I like Gravity Falls so much, because their mm-hmm. art is just phenomenal. Interesting. Uh, I'm we, surprised you we, haven't seen Gravity Falls, Manny. No, Not, I, honestly, when you were talking about it, Gravity Falls, that sounds like a serious sci-fi show where you travel through space oh, and, like, no, I was picturing, no. like, a, like, you know, a 7 out of 10 show that, you know, had, like, real-life people in it. I didn't even oh, know it was no. a cartoon until you, until you just told me. Yeah, dude, it's Just about two kids, who, two kids who live in a place called Boring, Oregon, but it's considered a lie because it's the most interesting place in the world. And it's got, <laughs> like, all the supernatural creatures in the world live there. And it's it's just like a joke because the writer drove through Boring, Oregon, which is a real place. And he was like, what if this wasn't boring? What if it was the coolest place in the world? And that's what the series is. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, it's f- unbelievable. Like... It is crazy. I think you'd love it. You should at least check out an episode or two. It's yeah, crazy. I mean, it's funny because like I've seen other cartoons rise up. Like a lot of people love uh, Gumball, Life of Gumball, or something like Life that. Life of Gumball. My friend obsessed over that show. He binged that because he would. When we went to E3, he he was on like a work schedule from before he started a new job, so he was up at like six a.m. and somehow uh-huh. it carried over into when he traveled to L.A. So we wouldn't like leave for E3 till like ten ten thirty. So he'd be up for four hours before us just watching Gumball <laughs> the whole time. Have you seen Gumball? Is it good? He said, "Yeah, it's actually pretty funny." He sent me an episode that was uh, he got sucked into a JRPG, and uh, oh, okay. it was it was making fun of Final Fantasy the whole time. And when he like won a fight, he yelled "Yata!" Like it it, uh, it it has you could tell like each time they made an episode, they had like a conversation, and they were like, "Let's make an episode about that." Dude, so Gravity Falls has the same thing. They summon a Street Fighter character out who can't understand he's not in Street Fighter. And so he keeps beating everybody up and making the sounds. So he'll be like, you know, old bit, 8-bit. He'll be like, and the kid is using him as a bodyguard, and he keeps beating everybody up, and they're trying to stop him from smashing cars. Because I don't know if you remember, in Street Fighter, you could stop and smash the car and punch the car between... And he he keeps finding cars and beating the shit out of them, and the kid's like, "No, don't fucking do!" Oh, dude, it's yeah, I gotta yeah, look that legit. up. That's I'll check really out the I'll, I'll check out the gumball one too. I've never even heard of it. Yeah, I mean, I I, I just kind of like naturally as a joke resent it just because my friend like he when he likes something, as oh. you can tell by the four hour binge every morning for a week, right. he really likes something. So at that point, I just joke that it puts like a distaste in my mouth, and I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm like yeah, keep right. that keep that fucking show away from me, then please. Contrarian Matt, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, now I don't, I don't, I like don't want it. to enjoy this with you. I would rather just. <laughs> <laughs> Um, last question. We've seen Spider-Man and Hulk along with Marvel Alliance. What other Marvel characters would you like to see in the fully fledged solo game? Iron Man, Black Widow, uh, Moon Knight and others or any other. Sorry, completely butchered your last question. I ruined it. Hmm. If I, if I say a superhero, you'll probably know if he's DC or Marvel, right? Yeah. Blue Beetle. Yes. I remember that. He was in, uh, he he was in, he's Marvel. Is he not? He's a, yeah, he, so, wait, he's so that Marvel. wouldn't be, he's, he's on Marvel. Yeah, Injustice he's too, Marvel. so he's, he's. Yeah, he's DC. Um, Marvel, see, I'm, I definitely I know you're more tell, DC. I, I am, yeah, I was just gonna say, um, Marvel. 
In a game, he's saying? In a game. A solo game, he mentioned. So, like, you have Spider-Man PS4, the Incredible Hulk game. Iron Man did have a series of individual video games. I think it went they up probably to probably weren't very, weren't very good, it sounds like. If I, I, don't I think even... people like the first one, apparently. Mm. I don't know. That's what I heard. But it's just, like, different time. So... I'd have to watch gameplay for myself. I don't like Iron Man as a superhero that much. Like, I like Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, but like as a superhero as and a, a superhero? concept, I just never was grabbed by him as a kid. Uh, Do you think... I have a question for you. Do you think it's because he was not of the typical superhero age? When you look at superheroes and how old they are, Iron Man is actually a good five to ten years older than the typical Spider-Man teen. Hmm. Do you think he was harder for you to... Um, personalized with i think actually if anything it's gonna sound funny but i've always had this weird quirk i should see a therapist about this because Uh when it comes to vehicles in video games i i usually don't like to use them because mind you if i'm like in grand theft auto i'll go point a to point b with the vehicle but if there's a mission where they're like use this tank I feel like i'm cheating the game by just using a vehicle and blowing up mass enemies easily and um, and and so in the case of Iron Man as a superhero, I'm like, this is a normal guy. Yes, he has a compelling reason to have his suit on, but this is a normal guy who is using tech to be more powerful. Uh, it's not like he's this naturally mutated, this supernaturally mm-hmm. gifted. His intelligence is is his gift. Um, but I just don't like the idea of some random guy. Uh, from mind you, this is my childhood perspective, hopping in a suit of armor and shooting missiles out of his hands and lasers, and you know, I'm a superhero. So for me. As a kid, it was more so like, oh, I was like, he cheated his way into it. He's not a superhero. He got okay. into a mech suit. Anyone could get into a mech suit. You know, that that was kind of my initial. But did you feel the same way towards Batman? Yeah, that's a really that's a really good counter. <laughs> I'm your I'm your therapist now because no, I'm like that's perfect. That's perfect. I'm I, thinking I'm like... deeper. Maybe I loved Iron Man all along. I just couldn't realize my flawed logic. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, but but remember, Batman's like almost supernatural in his ability to hide and there's nothing about Mm. iron man that was ever angsty with batman his parents died with iron man it's like i'm a smart guy and i don't really have a lot of loss in my life so maybe it was also that too like as a he is cheating Mm. when you're right when you look at i'm a new yorker so like as a kid i'm like i want to be spider-man you know like uh, of course I, i feel like that could have been part of it um I think aesthetically, just something about a Spidey suit looks fucking awesome. So that definitely sold me. Um, but yeah, I, you know, it's funny. Batman, I actually didn't grow up watching so much as playing. Maybe that played a factor because I was yeah. interacting with him. With Iron Man, I didn't watch the movies originally, and I did not watch or I did not play no, the that's Iron fair. Man games. So that could have been that's it fair. too. I think I, but I was probably as a kid open to Batman a little bit more. I definitely played a shit ton of Batman games. Well, onto his question, you and I, I know you didn't like it as much as I did, but would you think, what's his name? Who can get big and small? Would you think, so I like Deadpool, and I know you weren't a huge fan of the 360, or somebody wasn't. It might not have been you. It might have been a guest. But I think a comedic Ant-Man game with him shrinking and getting bigger and stuff could be, that would, he's Marvel. I I would say I would, I like, I think that might be fun. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that could be a good one. Um, it could, it could be cool if it was open world just because if they had a fully destructible open world mind you because imagine like you're running around as like a little norm, a normal guy or you can shrink to really tiny if you wanted to and you could go inside buildings um, but 
But then if you, like, expanded your size in the building, the whole thing would just, like, split in half and fall over. Or if fast travel's just you getting big and making one step and yeah. then it loads back. <laughs> that would be insane. Fast Holy travel's God. just one footstep from it's subway possible. to it subway. Could be, it could be a great game. Um, that would if be If they fun. had the tech to do that, like I said, you know, it'd be part of the fun of ant-man is like i'm small enough i'm gonna go on this pipe and do this he, he right. would make for a good video game character for real um a marvel standalone character see i would like to see something along the lines of um what they did with ultimate spider-man the video game where you played as spider-man but then you could also play as venom and there were different approaches to the gameplay that way because with venom when you walked around you could do open world objectives and like take out gang members yeah, uh, but you would also just get attacked by the cops on site, and you had like a time limit as him, and the only way you could keep that going is if you ate people, and so <laughs> I was like, oh fuck, this is crazy. So I I like the idea of of like a standalone Ultimate Spider-Man game that that let you switch between those two. Seemingly, I imagine Spider-Man Two or the the Spider-Man uh, PS4 game, I would hope would take that route, um, but. Maybe a Carnage game. I've always Carnage. thought Carnage, uh, like the red psycho, mm-hmm. like if you start off as like his origin story and how he like ends up in an insane asylum and kind of develop it from there. Because um, I think people love the idea of getting inside like a crazy person's mind, right? Like everyone's all obsessed with uh, the, the new Joker movie that's coming out next month, um, which looks great. And I think like a game approach to that with Carnage could be cool although he's not someone you feel as much sympathy for because he was just like a serial killer but what about one of the few times sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you but it's just one of the few times no, you I, have I, like I a, you. A, a fucked up character who's just fucked up and then he just continues that fucked up stage into his superpower it's not like the joker where it's like oh he was great and then he just got really right. fucked by society and, and now he's really messed in the head and and here's the result um i just thought that would be an interesting take or approach rather I was going to ask you, would you be interested in a Nightcrawler game that had him like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because he looks weird, but oh, he's dude. like in the sewers, a sewer base? Oh, dude. And like, what's wrong? I'm going to, it's not Marvel, but Ninja Turtles are superheroes in my eyes. That would be my superhero game. Well, yeah, but I mean, they've already been super, they've yeah. already had their game. Yeah. I was trying to not, think of somebody. They're not very good. <laughs> no, they're not. Uh... I had somebody get mad at me, actually, because I didn't like it. They were all over me. But Which I, one? Night, night, the the platinum one. <laughs> oh my god! I need to talk to that person. Holy shit! Um, but Nightcrawler, I love that character in Alliance, uh, the Switch game. Yeah, he's awesome in that game. Um, he's got a unique world that I don't think would be as fun to play in open world because, it, like, outdoors because he's sort of like Batman. He needs to be in the dark and he looks weird. But the idea of like him having a subterranean base, using the sewers to travel, and like you know maybe figuring out something about his life because I don't know a lot about him. I like I like his look though. Yeah. Well, see, here's the thing: is the X Men are pretty ripe for that because Wolverine had an amazing standalone game. Uh, I, I think it was X Men Origins Wolverine for the 360 and PS3. Oh, F- fucking amazing game! Like really good combat, M rated, insanely good. Funny enough, published by Activision. Really hmm. good game though. Uh, I think X Men Destiny was the name of it that did this idea. Uh, but I'd love to have like a full fledged AAA Marvel game where you you create your own character at like the uh, the X Men Academy. I forgot what it's called yeah. again, but um, you make your own character there and, and you sort of 
do quests for different people and get sent out into like an open world or something. And it's sort of about your own hero interacting with the X-Men. Um, I know it's hard to create a compelling story around that, but I, I would like that personally as like a Marvel game. Dude, idea. imagine just a Mass Effect starting. You get to choose, you get to make your character with whatever, oh you God. know, powers, but then you have three choices of like his background and then that ties into you going at school and doing stuff. And uh, yeah. I think they could do it and I'm pretty much done with the main superheroes. So the idea of making your own is actually higher on my list. Sounds kind of like that Harry Potter game that got leaked and we never saw yep. shit for again. I don't know what the hell yep. happened to that one. That was kind of weird. I, I love those ideas. I I would love the idea of like uh, making your own stuff, especially Marvel. I mean, mm-hmm. dude, it's after a while you're like, yeah, we've we know all this stuff, but it'd be so cool to have a side character and right. you get to choose a little bit of his background. Make your own dude. Right. It'd be really fun. I agree. Those are all the questions we have, Carrick. Thank you, guys. Good questions. Yeah, too. seriously. It was an excellent show. We do hope that uh, you all enjoyed and uh, continue to, to pay attention to the news and, and feed us questions so that we can get more of you involved throughout the show and not just stuff you at the end. Uh, but by all means, feel, be, feel encouraged to ask whatever you like. We're, obviously, as you can tell, we're pretty open books here. Um, but we do hope you enjoyed episode 219? Yes, 219 of the Ham Radio Podcast. And we conclude this with a hashtag. I remembered this time. Uh... Mm-hmm. We talked a lot about RPGs. Oh, we did. The choice. The choice. There we go. Hashtag, Hashtag the, the choice. choice. Yeah. That works for me. You got this deep. You listened to the very last seconds. You let us know you're a special one. Tweet at any of the handles you see. At, what is it, Jeremy Penter? And at... Yep. I'm so used to just like looking up Carrick when I search for you. I forgot your Twitter <laughs> handle. <laughs> and at G27Status. And you can tell us. Hashtag. Um, oh my God. I already forgot. The hero, uh, <laughs> I was wait. so busy trying to remember your handle. I forgot. I, I, I was going to say be the hero originally, but you said uh, our, <laughs> the, make, choice. Your cho- the choice. The choice. Oh the choice. my God. All right. We're good. Our, We're good. Clearly, we need to shut this show down. We, we <laughs> yeah. appreciate it. You all listening this deep. And we'll catch you guys next time at episode 220. Peace out. Peace out.